Okay. I got it. I got, got it. it. Yep. New words, Rusev Day song. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> Here we I'm concerned. Rusev Day is bigger than ever. And you had an unbelievable match at the greatest Royal Rumble against The Undertaker. But you came up short. Something is holding you back. Oh, 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 hold on a second. Hold on a second. I got a question. Matter of fact, I got a problem. Aren't you supposed to be Russian? What happened to your accent? You can sit there with that bad look on your face, giving me the big Soviet Union eyes, but I know the real story. Now is the time. Welcome to the Wrestling House Show. My name is Chris. And my name is Joey. And welcome to the May 2018 wrap-up of the Wrestling House Show. This is Wrestling House Show number 110. Wow. I believe, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, I need to start with something real quick, Chris. Okay. Uh, this is not really the show where I give it up for Vince McMahon a whole lot. Sure. I give credit where it's due, just like everybody else. All due respect and all that jazz. But, sure. I gotta say, in, in these uh, times, and what everybody's going through right now, and this oh, is okay. almost like, this is basically like the least pro wrestling thing I'm going to talk about tonight. Okay. But I feel well, like it's Im- so. I feel like it's important to talk right. about. Okay. So, you know everything that's going on with the, the NFL, right? Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't watch football because I don't care about football. Yeah. Uh, but yes, you of can't ignore I've heard it. about the NFL and what's going on, yes. Yeah, it's... You can't ignore it, and it's everywhere, and it's a big deal. Yeah. And it's it's a major kind of fork in the road in history, in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm wistful. I'm trying to glass this half full it. Right. You know, I don't want to be that guy. So my half full uh, scenario here is Vince McMahon could be proven twice in his lifetime to be a massive genius. Well, a broken clock is right twice a day. Ooh. So what is what is it if it's twice in one lifetime? Um, it's still a broken clock. I guess. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Don't think too hard about it. Continue, please. Yes, I have time to read everything right. now. Okay, so uh, I think you know where I'm going with this. Um, so people are disenfranchised. I, you know, there's a lot of blowhards that are like, I'm never watching the NFL again. That's been going on for a couple of years now. Yeah. That being said, when Vince McMahon launched the XFL in 2001. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody cared or was that ready for it. And Vince McMahon launched the XFL on what? Calling NFL the No Fun League. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there's too many, uh, there's too many stoppage in game and all this other jazz. And then, yeah. also, once the Super Bowl's over, I'm and he's like, I'm a football fan. I'm waiting around for football. That's what he sold the XFL as. Right. Is a like a, basically a summer league alternative to yes. the NFL. Yes, it's we, it's the thing to hold you over. It's the snack to hold you over to the main course for the next year. Yeah, and I could see where he thought that that would be a good idea in, yeah. in some sense, you know. And and now in retrospect, there was that uh, ESPN did a documentary on the XFL. Yeah. I haven't seen it still. 
but I'm hoping that they're at least somewhat complimentary about some of the innovations he made that actually yeah. changed the way the NFL programs their games now yeah. and the way they broadcast it and direct it and all that stuff because yeah. those things are directed shows. They did lift things directly from the XFL for the NFL, yeah. Yeah. So that all being said, I think this country is actually going to be ready this time for the XFL. You think so? I think here's all Vince McMahon has to do. All right. He he's waiting in the wings. They're launching or relaunching next year. Yes. Uh, which is, I think going to be awesome for pro wrestling fans because he won't be there as much. Probably. Hopefully. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I, I even said the XFL is going to be probably one of the greatest things to happen to modern WWE yeah. at this point. Also from the football angle, he's ready to swoop in, take NFL fans in droves. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, he's got to be, He's got to be Vince McMahon, nineteen eighty-five. He's got to eighty-four, eighty-five. He's got to come in and really aggressively market this, right? And he can get both sides of this coin of this uh, social politic thing that what's going on right now. Right. He can get both of them. He just has to play it right off the nose and not go there. And I know what kind of guy Vince is, and that's right. fine. That's that's him. He can be whoever he wants to be. Yeah. It is a free country. I love America for that reason. We know how he feels about those things. I've heard him talk about it. I've, yeah. I've heard diplomatic answers from Hunter and people like that. Sure. But as long as he doesn't go there with any of that, yeah. then it's a home run, I think. I think so. I think if he's going to be the face of it, which I don't think he should be, no, I think he no. should just be the brain behind the scenes, then yeah, I agree. Because I, I do hear the people that are like, I don't watch football anymore because of what's happening or, you know, things yeah. like that. And, and a lot of it's like, you know, it's not Smash Mouth anymore because yeah. you, it, it's a different time now with concussions yeah. and everything. Yeah, there's so, a lot of different things going on. Yeah. But, I mean, the, I mean, it's still not going to be Smash Mouth because the concussion thing is goes over into wrestling, too. Yeah. And, and Vince has had problems with that way <laughs> before the NFL did. Yeah, so there, that's not even going to be an issue yeah, with him. Yeah. Like, we're just prepared for that right, right off the bat. So, long story long, I think that this is actually... And maybe this is, you heard it here first. This is going to be a successful venture. <laughs> yeah. Second time around. I hope it is for the reasons you just stated. I think it's the it, it's a good time. He's hitting it at the right time. He's being opportunistic, just like he was when he started the WWE, or when he took yeah. over uh, all those years ago. And if he can loot and pillage and promote it and be like he's the only thing in the world, then yeah, I think it's going to be a success. So I'll, I'm going to ask you one more question before okay. we get into the wrestling, and I, I promise we're getting into wrestling. Right? Do you sign Colin Kaepernick? Uh, or is that going there? That's going there, but that for that to be a marquee signing would be going there, and I think that would just bring <laughs> along a lot of the thoughts and preconceptions, misconceptions that people already have about the NFL. I think that would just drag it into that. I don't know. I don't think that he shouldn't, but I don't think that it should be like, we have Colin Kaepernick, you know? I think Like, should, like Brock Lesnar or yeah, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> like you said, I th- think he should just stay out of it and okay. allow things to happen as they yeah. happen. But it's Vince McMahon. He's not going to stay out of it. He's going to he's gonna do stuff like that. I don't think he's a fan of him. That's yeah. the thing. I, 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 yeah. If you had to ask me, I but don't he think has, he is. He's signed a lot of people to, that he doesn't that he's not necessarily a fan of in WWE right. as well. So the, you're saying the GM's going to be Terrell Owens right. and um, he's going to sign Tebow. Okay, let's move right. on to let's, pro wrestling. Let's get to pro wrestling, which you can find on cnjradio.com. This is the Wrestling House Show. 
May wrap up. We're actually starting on April 30th, though, because the first Raw for this month. Yeah, we Technically, always... this month is on is the last week of April. Whatever week holds the month, yeah. you know, more we go with that for the beginning and or end. Right. Know, so, officially, officially. Yes. So, I feel like, just overall, thinking about the month of May, of course, when we do these wrap-ups, it's like a week or so after the month has already wrapped. So, when we start trying to think about stuff that happened so long ago, it's a little hazy. I have, do have to do a little bit of re-remembering all this stuff that happened and going through it again but i do remember like a lot of these things and one of the things coming into april or coming into may rather was that rollins is trying to take over monday night raw because the champ isn't there he's never there it's brock (laughs) lesnar the universe the top title has pretty much not been on raw for over a year now yeah there's talks you won't even see lesnar until SummerSlam. yeah so (laughs) more about Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later in sure. regards to like we got money. all summer. Yeah, like money in the bank kind of stuff because it kind of makes me not want certain people to win it because the champ, when are they going to have a chance to cash in? Yeah. So Seth Rollins is taking over Monday Night Raw because he they're just letting him go. He had that gauntlet match that we talked about on the last episode, I yeah. believe it was. And for the final Raw of April, I think that Rollins and Balor had the best match on Raw. It was a great match. They always put on great matches. Yeah. But this one was no different. It was for the title. Um, Not the Universal one, which right. that has been the matchup yeah. in the past. But <laughs> see, I'm, I would say that since Rollins has taken the, the Intercontinental title, I think that it is the title on Raw because it's the one we see every week. Yeah, and, and it's the wrestling title. Yeah. Like it kind of always has been anyway. It always should be. But by default, unfortunately, it's the main title on yeah. Raw. And I love the Intercontinental title. If only the tag titles were treated this way. Right. Still. This day, they're not right, <laughs> and apparently they never will be. But yeah, so yeah, I think that that first raw of this show that we're talking about, I, that was it was just a great match. I don't know what what else to really say. Yeah, oh, uh, you, you mean the best match wasn't a uh, the AOP versus John Paul and Francois? <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Local uh, pop, I guess. Yeah, it was something. I was I didn't bother to do the research to figure out what yeah. exactly that was. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the I think there was a match that you didn't see that was really good on that show though. Mm-hmm. You because we've talked about it before. It's kind of a running gag at this point that Joey yes. has to watch the Hulu version and he gets not the complete show. Mm-hmm. But Sasha Banks and Ruby Riot had a really good match on Raw as well. It wasn't quite as good as Rollins Balor, but it was a very good match and that kind of sets up some maybe talk for later because Ruby Riot has had quite a month. Yeah, that's weird, considering that there was a squash match on the Hulu feed, and I didn't get that match. That's very unfortunate. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> who knows? I don't understand who does that. <sighs> and just looking over at Raw, uh, right off the bat, Ruby Riot and Sami Zayn, they both deserve better at this point. They yeah. are going to get... You, you watch. They're going to get thrown... And I hope I'm wrong here. Hmm. They're going to get thrown all kinds of garbage to shine. And that's what they're doing on their show, respectively, right now. Uh, Okay, that being said, the the women's division on Raw is completely healthy. Don't get me wrong. But any time someone needs to look a lot better, they're going to put Ruby in there with her. Right. And any time they don't have something for somebody, but they want to make them look strong, and I don't have to name names because you know who that is right now, but Sami Zayn is going to get that job. Right. And I just hope better things are, uh, maybe, you know, hopefully this is one of those tests where once they come out of the other end of it, then maybe we'll see some gold. Right. Um, Right now, they're they're my underrateds on Raw right now, as far as, like, people that are actually getting booked, but they're kind of... Yeah, I would say underbooked. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. 
I don't know if that is an actual word that makes sense, but it makes sense in my brain. So that that's so good. That should almost be a podcast uh, show. London <laughs> Books. <laughs> we'll think about a spinoff, maybe. Yeah, that's it's way better than Pritchard's title. What the yeah, fuck is that? Like something else to wrestle. Yeah. No one's gonna With remember Bruce. this. Yeah, that's it's, not punchy. No, it's weird. It feels weird. <laughs> not hating on the guy. I just. Yeah. Uh, yeah, call it, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's something else to wrestle with, Bruce Pritchard, but they, they they smashed it up, and the guy that announces it every time, it just makes it sound weird. Yeah. Anyway. Call it I Love You with Bruce Pritchard. I'm sure it's a great show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually was intrigued to watch a few episodes, and I, I, I started one, and I didn't finish it. <laughs> so but because you're, you're watching a Skype video thing, yeah. and, and at least there's sprinkles some pictures in there. It's, it's right. fine. The presentation's fine. It's and, more of a podcast thing. Yeah, than exactly. Than and and I have a podcast brain, but you know I need to, I need to get. And I'm sure I'll, I will learn some things watching it. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm but, sure. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back to wrestling. All right. Yeah. Um, moving over to SmackDown, the the match that I really liked on that SmackDown, the the women's division on SmackDown, I think, is really good too. The both yeah. both women's divisions are really good. They keep so I, glad they like bulked them both up this year. It, yeah, it's they, been they very feel nice. more even now than maybe they used to be. Um, I think Raw is still pretty heavy with like the the bigger like marquee names, maybe. Yeah, and but yeah. But the match that I really liked on SmackDown that week was Charlotte, Becky, and Asuka versus the Iconics and Carmella. I don't know how I feel about Carmella's title reign. We'll get to that when we get to Backlash in that match, maybe. Sure, sure, yeah. But um, I think this match was really good. Yeah, it was uh, no complaints. It was... uh, When you have people on the show, you know, like Shelton Benjamin and Xavier Woods and people like that, and the fact that this is the best match of the night, I think that's uh, good for them, man. And I do... I like that since they brought up Peyton Royce and Billy Kay to the main roster, it's not just Peyton Royce wrestling every week. Billy Kay has wrestled as many or maybe more matches than Peyton has yeah. since they've been on the main roster. Well, that time off they had, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know why. Was one of them hurt or something like that, or maybe I don't or know. They just put him on ice because yeah, I don't know. Because in NXT, it was it's it was very clear that they were pushing Peyton to be the wrestler, and Billy yeah. Kay was just kind of her yeah. friend. But yeah. uh, it's more. Even it's more of a partnership on on SmackDown. I like it. Yeah, me too. I was I was wondering about that for the longest time. I'm sure everybody else was yeah. too in, in NXT when that was happening. Yeah, I do want to say so. Another lady on SmackDown that it seemed that they were starting this week in particular. They planted a seed for a story for Lana in this that they have not touched on since then and have actually completely ignored. Yeah, the the one in the background. So it was. Mm-hmm. Rusev and Aiden English were there and they were talking and Lana comes up and yeah. English walks away. Lana says, you know, you're like, I love you, Rusev, whatever, yeah. but something's holding you back. And then she looks over and Aiden English walks back up. So they were trying, they were planting something between those two, but now it's completely gone. They haven't touched on it. Aiden English is now even announcing Lana to the ring. Yeah. And I think, and I'm fine with that, honestly. Yeah. I think they were, I think they were just testing the waters. Yeah. I, I feel like maybe even like the social outcry was so big against it. Yeah. They were just like, stop it. Like, yeah. don't, don't then, do that. They're like, you want to put them, put them all in there. And yeah. then that's what they're doing. And I, I love it. Yeah. I guess I was going to ask you about this later, but I'll ask you about it now. Um, you know, what do you think of Lana? You think she's producing good television? Cause I, for me, when she's been on, like, I guess because, you know, I've seen a few things on Total Divas here and there because Nola watches it. I'm right. not going to lie. You know, if it's on, I'll watch it with her. You know? Right. And, uh, you know, just all these things. That, like, 
And I, I even loved. I even watched a ride along with Lana and Rusev, and oh, I just, yeah. I just like them. You know, yeah, yeah. I just like them as people, uh, for what they seem to be at least. Yeah. So like, Lana's not a great wrestler. It's not yet. No. If she ever is going to be, I don't know. Right. But I've I've been very entertained by her television this this month. Yeah. You know, so. I think she's a great personality, yeah. and I do like the segments that she's in for the most part. I think when they were doing the whole thing where she had all those title matches back to back to back, I was yeah. like, eh, why? Like I didn't care for that but yeah. in certain places she did qualify for the money in the bank her first television yeah. victory ever and it yeah and it was just <laughs> one of those like it was one move and it was over and i was like okay yeah. yeah i get it like it's fine um i wasn't as thrilled with that but i do i like her and i like what she does the whole like back when rusev was feuding with reigns over the u.s title like I like that because yeah. I, I liked Lana's part in that, and sure. it, I thought that was really good. And that's yeah. I've I've always kind of liked her. It's just yeah, it felt weird when I was seeing those things when she went away and she was doing the NXT wrestling and she was dancing to the ring, which she's starting to do a little more now again because yeah. she had that dance off with Naomi a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, it just it felt weird then, and they didn't really. It felt like they were almost embarrassed to bring it up to SmackDown because she kind of sort of did it, but she didn't really, and it kind of went away, but now it's coming back. Yeah. So I feel like she's finding her spot now. I think she is kind of just kind of riding the wave of Rusev Day, Yeah. Which, but that's fine. Yeah. And she's got her own song. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, but bringing her in and having like Aiden English embrace her and bring her into the fold rather than having that be a clash i think is a really good idea yeah i'm really glad they didn't do a yeah. love triangle basically yeah <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah although that would be kind of interesting the love triangle would be like english and rusev and lana and rusev yeah. but regardless of that i do like where it seems to be headed right now yeah <laughs> and seeing aiden english out there more is always a good thing yeah yeah and it, they they put him on ice as a wrestler too when he was really gaining gaining some steam there for a while. He even had victories over like you know notable guys. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so you know, I hopefully down the road you know yeah. start doing it again. You know, maybe he'll maybe he'll be like DDP. You know, right? I hope it doesn't take a breakup in any way for them to actually let him start wrestling again. Yeah. But it that's what it feels like usually happens. I had them pegged as tag champs by the end of last year, and it didn't happen. Yeah. But they were on such a roll. I thought yeah. that was a done deal. But hey, what do I know? Didn't capitalize on the yeah. momentum. I yeah. mean, they're still going, but it's it's yeah. yeah they they have a tendency of not always capitalizing when when something's red hot like that. Well, it's because we wanted it. Like the right. fans booked Rusev. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they did, and they they put him on the shows. But then they do that. Ah, nah, screw you. Yeah. You don't know what you want. <laughs> yeah. That's the one guy that they can do that with, and it doesn't mess up their plans. Right. You know, it's it's not the it's not like you know, the Daniel Bryan push into WrestleMania 30 is an anomaly, which yeah. will probably. I'm not saying that's never going to happen again. I hope it happens again for somebody because that's that's always great, you know. But well, even before, they're trying to always contain these yeah. things before they spread too much. They did it with Daniel Bryan before that too, though. Because remember that whole thing with the Wyatt family that was oh, yeah. it was dumb. It yeah. was it was completely stupid. Yeah, had nothing to do with anything, and it just derailed him for months. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "Oh, WrestleMania season, let's throw him in this." Yeah, and I mean it was a great moment for WrestleMania, but it was again, like you said, it was the fans yeah. forced their hand, like they had to do it. Yeah, that reaction when he broke off though, it was almost worth it. But the fact that yeah, I mean, nah, I mean it was so short and it felt like it was inevitability because 
they had to get him out of it in some way. Yeah. It was just a complete detour that didn't make yeah. any sense. Well, sorry for that detour, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, no, uh, let's go over to 205, right. where it's basically just like heads and tails. Like, especially if there's two matches. Yeah. Like, I figured out the NXT format now. Okay. If there's three matches, one of them is going to be really good. But if there's two matches, both are going to be really yeah. good and hard to decide. Because one of those of the three is going to be a squash match. Yeah. And then the first one's going to be a short, decent match. Yes. Uh, but we got a two-match show on this one. Yes. And it's exactly what I, I'm going to, from now on, I'm calling it. That's how 205 goes now. <laughs> I can't argue with that because, yeah, looking back over the notes, I'm like, yep, you're completely correct. On this particular week, I really enjoyed the Kalisto-Drew Gulak match. Oh, yeah. Love the Clash of Styles. Gulak says he's the best technical wrestler. Debatable, but he's really good. And Kalisto is, I mean, he's still, I, I really like the guy a lot. Like, whenever he... he he's so consistent. Yeah, like, he's I mean, consistently really good yeah. in what he does. And just well, the two of them together and him trying, Gulak trying to ground Kalisto and Kalisto managing to fight back. And it was so good. Yeah. The Lucha House Party in general, those yeah. guys are just so ridiculous. Like, it's it's that extra X factor, as I call it. Yeah. Like, guys in the past, like Neville... Yeah. current guys like ricochet and and people like that they're so good yeah and they really it's, it sounds cliche but they make it look easy i was about to say they're all so precise in what yeah. they do and, and and they're not the same either like yes they're luchadors yes they all fly but they're different like grand metal league is the the king of the ropes he's yeah. like all over the ropes and some of those dives he does like over the ropes of the floor like scare me every single time he does them. like the one where he kind of jumps up to the second one and like flips over it yeah i feel like he Everything could go it, wrong on it that. It always yeah. catches me like, oh, he caught his foot on the rope. Oh, no, he didn't. He meant to do that. Yeah. It's, uh, and then Kalisto is just like more like center of the ring kind of flying and then flips and things like that. And, yeah. And then Lindsay Dorado with his like plank fall, whatever that is. Yeah. Like, yeah they're all, I like them all. They're really, I love them as a team. And yeah, some of the matches they had with um, like Gallagher and Kendrick, Kendrick and yeah. even Gulak got in the mix a little bit there too. It was they were all really good. Yeah, I think that's building up to a six-man payoff at yeah. some point because yeah. they're they're being all chummy when they right. pass by each other like ships yeah. in the night, you know. Yeah. So it'll be, that'll definitely be a shit hot six-man once they finally pay it off. Right. I I want to see two matches. I want to see two matches for the that those those two teams. Mm. I want one to be elimination too. It's high time we have one of those. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You and I know we always like the elimination matches. Yeah, yeah, we were raised on ECW, yeah, man. Yeah, so every triple threat was a three-way dance. You know, and, and I'm not saying every triple threat needs to be a three-way dance, but let's have it every third time. Yeah, for sure. Why not? I do think there should be disqualifications in triple threat matches. I'm going to throw that out there. I don't you like know, that they're all like <laughs> no rules. It's stupid. The only reason I want it to be dis- uh, just like you said, yeah. I just. I need Michael Cole to stop reminding me every right. 10 goddamn seconds. Yeah. Remember, no disqualification, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Trash Michael Cole once an episode. It's apropos. Oh, check out my Twitter. I trash him all the time. Oh, yeah. I love it. I, that's, <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself sometimes. Oh, God. I like when you take him to task, you know. Mm-hmm. It's too bad he could actually block you if you wanted to. Right. It's not against the law for him to do it. Right. All right. So, uh, you know... I we we always praise NXT and mm-hmm. saying that's that's the probably the show you should watch the most consistently. Uh, we've been pretty much saying that the whole year. Yeah. But and and I'm not 
I'm not uh, tearing it down or whatever on this episode. I'm not saying it's over because yeah. it's definitely not. Yeah. But they kind of had a light month uh, here in, you know, like yeah. their shows top to bottom this month, uh, you know, weren't blow away shows. But that being said, TakeOver is going to rule. I mean, I know right off the bat it's totally yeah. going to. But yeah, um, but yeah just this month it was just kind of, eh, it's all right. And they're just yeah. they're building things up. And... I was about to say, if it's a transitionary period. It definitely feels like it. And they're just building up those matches for the next TakeOver. And it's a slow burn this yeah. month, for sure. Well, because they just had to wait so long. Like, yeah. this is the other thing. is just like, this is going to be prior to Money in the Bank. Yeah. And... You know, I mean, there's there's not much you can do. I mean, right. I, I would really like it if they would give TakeOver their own weekend. You know, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't like it. You they know, don't always have to be paired with a, a big, yeah. uh, main roster show. I think that's a lose-lose, honestly. Yeah. Because, you know, if you... You just advertise one major show on the weekend if you're having one. Right. And then make that the focus. Yeah. I mean, is it so? Is it such a sin that they they can promote Takeover like really, really hard and have it be the one show you watch that weekend versus having to watch two nights in a row of stuff? I just don't think that that's cool. Maybe it's a logistics thing, and it's easier to do two big shows back to back than two big shows on different weekends. I don't know. Okay. I could. I'm just. Yeah, guessing. I mean, I mean, they're gonna do it in the same arena. I'm yeah. sure, you know. So. But uh, you're opening yourself up for WrestleMania 32 weekend, you know, right. like <laughs> yeah. where TakeOver was better than WrestleMania yeah. overall. And it's that's going to be a thing. Like, right. the more that happens, because like, it's going to. It's like they talk about the Raw after WrestleMania, but it's really going to be the NXT before WrestleMania. It's mm. going to be the thing to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's official now. There's, yeah. there's no turning back. Right. That's just how I feel about it. That being said, I mean... The two things I took away from this NXT without remembering what some of the middle segments were yep. uh, was the fact that TM61 has gone heel, which I'm fine with because yeah, they need fine. something. They Yeah, they need to build up their tag division on NXT. They have good teams. They have lots of really good teams. Yeah. But because TM61, yes, I agree that they should go. It's fine them going heel. Mm. And I like because they have too many like babyface teams, really, I guess. Because. Mm. I like the fact that they have all these monster teams, yeah. but TM61 is going to be the bad guys. Right. That's kind of cool. That yeah. is going to make them stick out yeah. because they're going to be like in the ring with a bunch of you know big beefy guys. Heavy machinery and War Raiders and things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Street Profits are, Street especially Profits by are, comparison, yeah, they are. Yeah. Sorry, sorry Dawkins. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's that. And then uh, what will forever be in her highlight reel is Bianca Belair like blowing away the entire audience and the audience watching at home. With a deadlift on Candice LeRae. I'm yeah. not saying that Candice is a hard lift right. for someone like her, but have you ever seen that before? <laughs> uh, not in that particular situation, no. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, like they, they obviously it was such a, a great moment that, you know, I usually get NXT a couple of days after. Yeah. Uh, so if something really big happens, I might get it spoiled, but that was the only thing I got spoiled. That oh, week. Yeah. I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause they, they literally put it out like the second it happened. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I think they know what they have with Bianca Belair and she's getting the Roderick strong, like, um, family history promo yeah. treatment that they've done a few times. Now they did that with TM six one. Yeah. Um, they're doing it on the main roster now with like Bobby Lashley and things like that. So by that, comparison that you just made you know what that means now is right. that she'll be heel any day now right because <laughs> everybody that got one has gone yeah, heel yeah we just yeah, brought yeah right. tm61 she, we just brought it up 
Bianca Belair easily could go heel. Like, That's, easily. And she's going to be great at both. Yeah. She's going to be able to ride both sides yeah, yeah. anytime she wants. I mean, she's the EST. Like, the, the arrogance is built in. So, yeah. But she'll, she'll be able to fit whatever role they need her to fit. Yeah. Like, if she goes up against Shayna Baszler, she's going to be the super baby face. Yeah. You know, so. I think, I, I loved the Bianca Belair package because yeah. I, whether she's kind of playing it up as a character or if that's her real personality i don't care either way i dig it because just those little things man you know what i'm going to talk about she's like yeah i always held back in athletics when when i was in high school and stuff because i just didn't want to make everybody feel bad right (laughs) and she's still breaking records yeah so whether she's completely full of crap or not right that's awesome it's fun that's some kurt hinning shit right so i i like that yeah we want super athletes on our shows right so yeah huh that was also a kona reeves's re-debut yeah i guess what do you think of kona I think that he had a big brother love thing going on on that first that match back. Do you see how red his face was? Yeah. Like, what was the deal? I don't know. I was thinking maybe he was, like, nervous or yeah. excited or something. We'd but... like you to be more tan. Right. Can you? But his face is just super red. And, um, I mean, I think he'll be fine once he starts getting into actual matches. I don't really like to make judgments based on squash matches and that's all he's had so far since he's been back i think that they had an idea for this character and then they forgot that they signed ethan carter <laughs> right like because yeah. it's kind i mean i'm not saying it's the exact same thing it's it's pretty similar but at some point they need to be like okay who's what right or just put them together i don't know i yeah. mean maybe that's maybe that's the idea but um I mean, it would definitely be good for Kona if they put him with EC3, that's yeah. for sure. So, Speaking of Tan, that guy's a freaking alien, man. EC3 <laughs> is like, you know, I looked him up, so I know what his background is. Yeah. But would you know? Like, I, I'm not being, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just like, he, he looks like an alien specimen from outer space. Like, like he's not one thing or the other, oh, you know, and he's mega tan. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's a great athlete, yeah. great wrestler. He just... Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be disparaging by saying that. He just, he has an otherworldly it factor. Right, yeah. And I think it's always going to work out well for him like for that X-Files reason. like an X-Files hybrid kind of thing going on, maybe. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Super athlete, there you go. Yeah. It's it's the month of the super athletes. Right. Where we're just figuring out what the hell they're all about. At right. some point, we'll have it. This is going to be so cool once we figure <laughs> it out. So talking about all that, obviously a lot of stuff happened on that NXT uh, the match, as far as the matches go themselves, though, you did talk about the Bianca Belair Candice LeRae match, yeah. which I liked it, but it, and there were some good moments, but it was super short. And the yeah. whole thing with Candice being distracted the whole time, it's like they're gonna have way better matches than that. Oh, easily, and, th- and that's actually really smart booking for them yeah. because they can play the Candice is not herself card exactly. Once she once her light switch goes on again, yeah. she's gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I have no doubt about that. I don't think she's going to be um, forever jobbing or anything. Oh, no, not at all. So. But, yeah, so the matches on this show, specifically, though, I think the best match was probably the main event, which was Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. Yeah. Um, it did end in a disqualification. This was supposed to which be... Which is rare for an NXT. Yeah, this yeah. was supposed to be Dunne's retribution for what Strong did to him in, yeah. the, in the tag, the, the finals of the tag tournament. Uh, but, of course, they kept 
the Undisputed Era kept it from Dunn. He didn't get satisfaction. Yeah. And so, even though it was the best match of the night, I don't think it was the best match of the week. I would have to give that to Rollins and Balor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. let's make it official right then and there. I'm, I'm on board with that. So that was week one. Yeah. Oh, by the way, one last thing before we get to Backlash. The the NWO thing is really in effect right now for the Undisputed Era. They've got their promos where they play the music in the oh, background. Yeah. And my if I didn't say this already, I might have even said this on last month's episode. My favorite thing, 100% right now, is Kyle O'Reilly air guitaring his tag title <laughs> yeah. belt. There's even loop videos out there yeah. that fans have made, and he's retweeting all of them, of course. Yeah. Like, do not share this. Yeah. And blah, blah. But he cracks me up so much. He's a phenomenal wrestler. Right. And he's the guy that I thought was going to have to struggle the most to get over. But, like, that's all you need. Bam, yeah. you're done. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's all good. He's figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, good for you, Kyle. <laughs> Big things brewing for you. Yes. Let's get to Backlash. What'd you think of Backlash? General general statement. What'd you think? This uh, is the first, quote, the first co-branded pay-per-view ever maybe i don't know what no. their time no i know it's not <laughs> but they were saying it's their first co-branded pay-per-view coming off of wrestlemania which was a co-branded pay-per-view they've had co-branded pay-per-views every year multiple times yet this was the first one this is exciting send it back it was terrible promotion like why would you base it on this is the first it's not yeah. okay but show as a whole no it was real bad i mean okay. like and and there's you know, if you look at the roster yeah. and you look at the talent that's involved in this show, this yeah. should have been a really, really good show. Yeah. It should be a sleeper. And that that's a good term, you know, if, you, yeah. if you're in the movie business. But, but unfortunately, uh, it went on so long, I was falling asleep by the end of it. Yeah, I, I had to watch it in shifts. Yeah. And I, maybe that's someone right now saying, well, then you didn't get the full effect of the show. No, I, I got the full effect yeah. of the show. It was, it was extra long. Like, it went over time like, yeah. by, by a lot, I think. Yeah. Oh, man, I gotta tell you, I'm trying to be positive here, but really, it's the Intercontinental title match, yeah. and you know what my second favorite thing of the show was? What's that? No Bull. The music segment. <laughs> like, you the, the pylon segment. The the extended television Raw segment that I would have hated if it was on Raw because it took up like half of the show and it was just talking? Well, I wouldn't have hated it because mm. it was actually fairly entertaining, but it was one of those segments where, who is not on this show? <laughs> And so they just threw all of them into this one yeah. segment narrated and hosted yeah. by Elias, basically. And I know what it is. Yeah. It, you just nailed it. But that, to me, was the second most entertaining thing of the show. That's probably not being fair to AJ and Shinsuke. But, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. I And I shouldn't have done this. I went into this feud thinking this is, you know, after Flair Steamboat and after yeah. Dunn and Bait... This is going to be the next one. Right. And it's underperformed. And some of that is the writing's fault, granted. Yeah. But some of it is just, I don't know, maybe the it's, timing is wrong on this. The audience the, is not feeling it. It's different factors. It's one, the writing. Well, I don't know that the... Mm. I would say the... That's book, a cop-out the, sometimes. The booking so. more than the writing because okay, they're, build, I mean. they're building up to hopefully a really long really involved match like an these, iron man match. yeah but these matches beforehand are meant to build up to that and we're each time we see these two guys in the ring we're expecting this 45 minute masterpiece yeah but they're intentionally not giving that to us to build up to the longer better 
full all-out match yeah and and then stuff like this what this was the no dq match I yeah believe. it was the no dq match they ended up just kicking each other in the balls rochambeau for like 10 minutes at the end <laughs> and double count out yeah uh or yeah like yeah, didn't meet the a, 10 count yeah, yeah exactly and then you, i'm not trying to trash this feud as a whole it's actually i think this feud has actually been good for the Shizuke. matches yeah i agree the whole no speak english thing yeah. him turning heel I love it. I think yeah. it's great for him. It's he good needed for him. something, and I think it's fantastic. Yeah. The matches aren't bad. Yeah, uh, This is probably one of the lesser ones because of the ending, because of all the nut shots at the end. Yeah. But the matches aren't bad. They're just not up to the hype that we all have in our own heads about what it should be and what it could be. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing. But they keep putting them in the ring together, and it's mm-hmm. just like when are you going to give it to me? Like when, because <laughs> I wrote in my wrap up for backlash is like, yes, Ms. Rollins was fantastic. It was a great match. That was my match of the night. And I wrote for Nakamura and styles. Like I'm waiting for them to steal the show. Yeah. They shouldn't have to steal the show. That should be the show. It should be automatic. But I'm actually at this point, I'm waiting for them to steal the show and they're not being allowed to. I don't think. No, that there's that. And, and also, just the, I'm looking at the order of the show, and yeah, okay, hate, hate, hate on Roman, but why is he closing the show against? Yeah. I mean, and I love Joe, we all love Joe. Yeah. Why Roman Joe should not have closed that show? No. Um, you know, Joe just propping up Roman the whole freaking time and whatever. Well, it started but, off pretty pretty hot with Joe like attacking before, but then it bogged down. Yeah. And it bogged down to give Reigns a chance to come back. Yeah, it turned and to a headlock we fest. We all knew it. Like, yeah. we knew what was happening. Yeah. But that being said, I still think Styles Nakamura should have closed that show. Or even freaking, um, you know, Carmella and Charlotte. Yeah. A title match should have closed this goddamn show. Yeah. Or else, I think that's a weak show because they have no confidence in their title matches yeah it should have the reason they didn't close with styles and nakamura is because of the double count out i don't think they wanted people to go home with that but booking it that way with that being before joe and reigns made you know that you weren't going to have a great finish to styles nakamura yeah that's another thing um so it's it's a combination of what we expect when we see the card and like oh well something big is going to happen in this match because that's over here and not over here yeah. And so it's a little bit of a smart, smart thing, quotes and yeah. finger quotes going. But yeah, I, but that also made me realize right away that Roman was going to win that match. Exactly. Left exactly. No That's drama. Exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And yeah, the fact that it was like a 10 minute headlock fest in the middle of it. It's like, no. you know, Joe doesn't want to do that. No. Joe doesn't have to do that. But no. he had to do that in that match to make it semi believable that Reigns. Even though he kicked out of like a thousand F5s, he still needs all that time in a headlock to to get out to, to survive not being F5 a thousand times against Samoa Joe. Yeah. It's it's silly. It's silly. Yeah. I like how they're basically saying now that he won the cage match. Right. They're, they're, yeah. That's what they're saying. Yeah. You know. All right. It was fun. Like, oh, are we talking? No, we'll get back into that. I'm not going to do... This isn't going to be another Reigns Bash Fest. Yeah. I mean, we all know... Oh. I've got some, uh, this is straight from the horse's mouth. Did you hear what Daniel said about the greatest Royal Rumble, by the way? Uh, no. He said that Titus came in and, and gave him two stiff potatoes, like, and he was like, that motherfucker, you know, okay, <laughs> I'll put words in his mouth right there, right. but he was like, I'm going to go give him a damn receipt, you know, and all, and, and think about this, Daniel coming back from where he's coming back from, yeah. he's like 45 minutes in probably to yeah. the Royal Rumble. 
And he's like, this motherfucker just punched me, like, really hard in the face twice or something. And then he goes, I literally look, because he goes, I had no idea. I looked up at the screen, and I was like, oh. (laughs) And so he's like, I'll let it go. Right. That's funny. So, learned that in an interview a few days ago. So, Daniel Bryan's a good guy. Yeah, he's the best guy. Um, Yeah, so his match on this show, I'm not super pumped with his big cast feud. uh, I don't really I did the funny thing with the opening of the last shows like not wanting to listen to big cast you know and the less we talk about him the better because he's just a big spoiler and I don't want to watch him what did you think of the Charlotte Carmella title match I want to get your opinion I it surprised me because I thought that they were I I, you know I really just thought they were going to put it right back on Charlotte but It doesn't make sense with everything that would make sense building up towards Charlotte Ronda for next year because Charlotte still needs to be in this bottom part and she needs to work back up slowly. Right, right. So I didn't know how... I, I just figured that Iconics would cost her. Yeah. And then if Iconics cost her the match, there's two things that go into that. One, it'd be good for the Iconics because they would be feuding with Charlotte pretty much throughout the summer now yeah. because of that reason. Yeah. But if they do that, it makes Carmella look weak and bad. And, but, but isn't that kind of her deal? She's not being booked strong anyway, yeah. so they could have been just they could have just doubled down and be like, okay, let's just have her be this person. But if you do that, it does hurt Carmella. So she must be, you know, I, I'm and this is no shot at Carmella. She must be well liked, and they may they may want her to be super strong at some point yeah. because she did beat Charlotte as clean as it could possibly get at this yeah. point. I mean, like that's. I was I was blown away by it. I wasn't I wasn't disappointed in it. I was I was uh, I was like, all right, because uh, you know Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte's gonna be one of the greatest of all time anyway. Right. She doesn't need this right now. Yeah. And I think that that's one of those things that hey, good for them. They they believe enough in Carmella to where she got this victory, and her stock went up right away. Yeah. Okay. How, that, so I'm fine with it. I can see that. I'm coming at it from a slightly different angle, not a complete opposite, not a 180, but a little bit sideways, I guess. That's fine. The show wouldn't be fun if you didn't. Because <laughs> I think I didn't like how the match went down because it did make Carmella look stronger than she's ever been. Like, yes, it wasn't a super like dominant victory, but she beat her in in a match fair and square. Yeah. And the, her whole deal up to this point, she's been claiming that she won two Money in the Banks with no help. Right. We obviously know it. Editing of those video packages aside, where it shows that she won the first ever Money in the Bank with no help, which yeah. is completely stupid. But they could even spin that to be this angle where Carmela is like getting in, like manipulating people to edit out footage of things that didn't happen. Sure. But to me, like Carmela, at this point in her career, I like, I would like her to be a champion who connives and uses people and stuff. What Alexa Bliss was doing in the beginning, where she was doing getting all these right. cheap victories, that's what I see Carmella doing. Alexa Bliss moved on, and now Alexa is legitimate, and she can beat. She can't beat Nia Jax, but she can <laughs> beat anyone else without any any tricks. She she's still believable enough to where she could beat anybody, and people be like, okay, yeah. But and I that, feel that's like, where most of them need to be, and that's what it seems like they're doing with Carmella, especially with a match like this. I just don't think it's time. I th- I feel like the way she won the title. The way she won the money in the bank. The way she did everything up to this point, I felt like this match should have followed that, and it didn't. 
Well, what they should have done with this, the only thing they did wrong, in my opinion here, and I think this may be proven in retrospect that people be like, oh, okay, I understand now. And this is just a theory. And the missed opportunity right away was having, they could they should have had a sit-down interview booked with Carmella the next SmackDown yeah. and have her be like, yeah, well, you know what? It's all fun and games and all this other stuff. And I was a status queen and I wanted the title and everybody wants the title. Yeah. As soon as I won it, something went off in my head and I was like, this is, it's, it's put up or shut up now. And you know, you're, you're a champion now. Yeah. You're going to be a champ. Like have at least one sit down interview where she is dead serious yeah. and be like, you don't think I train? You don't think I train for this? Like yeah. have her get real pissed. Yeah. Like I always think that the barometer is Foley and Jim Ross. Yeah. Have her just go crazy on Renee yeah. towards the end where she just starts talking just like what the Miz did, just like what Foley yeah. did, and be like, if I sucked, I wouldn't even be here. Yeah. What are you trying to say about me? Because she has kind of touched on that a bit here and there. Yeah. She hasn't explicitly said that, but she's yeah. touched on it a bit. And then, you know, like, have her go completely nuts in this interview and get real pissed, walk off, yeah. and then basically keep being the same character on television that she's yeah. always been. But now you know yeah. what motivates her, and I think that's where they messed up with her. Yeah. If they'd have done that, because obviously people were confused by how she beat Charlotte. I guess that, that was my biggest thing, is I was yeah. confused. And I think that that's the thing that could have solved that whole thing. Yeah. But it's not too late. Maybe if they actually did do a sit-down with her sooner than later yeah. and have her do that, I think everything would be peachy keen. <laughs> I can see that. I like it. It's a good yeah. idea. I don't think they'll do it, but I like it. Yeah, but I'm just sitting here giving free advice. Please <laughs> steal everything off of this show. Right. But yeah, so that was that was backlash. It's not a great show over long, but Ms. Rollins. If you're going to watch the show and you haven't seen it yet, watch the first, what, 30 minutes and then turn it off. Yeah, because that's the Intercontinental Town Match, and I believe the music segment is right after. So you go home happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I think all it's right. second. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Chris, let me ask you this question. Okay. Before we get into this other row. All right. And then we'll just blaze through the rest of the month because it's just an okay month. But when when WWE re-signed Bobby Lashley, yeah. did they forget that he has zero personality? Apparently. I don't... Are I, they just looking at it with Trump colored glasses because <laughs> he was in that goddamn right. segment of WrestleMania? Yeah. Like, it's... He's, he never had any charisma. He is athletically gifted as all get out. Yeah. He's a he seems like a good dude. Yeah. You know, you know, my salute and all that he stuff. He did the MMA thing, so he brings that with him. Yeah, but who <laughs> no one cares. I'm yeah. I'm sorry, but nobody cares what he did in MMA. I know, but Vince or whoever is pushing him does care. Yeah, but he's not he's not fun and cool. He's just yeah. not I I'm I'm putting it right on the shallow street level right there. Yeah. Ronda Rousey is fun and cool. Even CM Punk is fun and cool. Uh, Brock Lesnar is decently fun and cool, but <laughs> like, it, way, but yeah. that's Lesnar. He was yeah. our guy, you know. Yeah. Like he's he's a bizarro right. anomaly. He's a monster. He, yeah, yeah, because he you know, he's one thing, he's the other thing. He's yeah. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But all he's you know marketable at right. the end of the day. Right. Bobby Lashley is never going to be that guy because he has zero freaking personality. This mm. is sports freaking entertainment yeah and he is not entertaining he's barely entertaining when the bell rings anyway i'm sorry but like yeah it's those things where 
all these ingredients that they think is working there's that one massive thing that is not there and yeah. it's gonna cost them it's just i think it's just a waste of money and i think it's a waste of time i'm sorry i th- i mean i'm not know, sorry actually <laughs> i know a big part of why he's bag is his impact success yeah um they put all the belts on him yeah and he is... he like crapped all over him because i remember watching yeah. some of those the, where he just gave him up yeah the worst era of the entire company yeah that that is there is no doubt about yeah. that is the lowest point of impact tna's history wow. is when he had all the belts yeah and yeah. not just because of that but that is proof positive that that's why they did it right you know um but yeah i think that's why they're putting him into a program with Sami Zayn right now is because Sami Zayn has all the personality and he's the most lovable, annoying guy that you could ever see on television. Yeah. And I think they're trying to have some of that rub off. And they're just pushing all the weight of the promos and personality and everything onto Sami Zayn. Yeah. Despite some of the questionable segments that aren't that entertaining um, yeah. that they're giving him. Which but, that they even like pretty much referenced that yeah, it sucked. You yeah. know? I like when they can do that a week yeah. later. But at the same time, it's like, did you not realize that that was going right. to tank? Was, was that Alexa Bliss thing that just bombed totally? Was oh, like yeah. Bailey and yeah, they don't even they, talk they about it. They even that. referenced that, I think, the next week, and then it was just gone. It was like, mm-hmm. oh. But, yeah. I like that Sami Zayn basically is being the Noid. <laughs> right. Like, you remember yeah. the Noid? Yeah. From, yeah, the yeah that's showing our age. Domino's or whatever? Yeah, Domino's. Domino's yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know why. It just made me think of that right away. <laughs> I didn't know that pre-planned. But, yeah, I've never been a fan of Bobby Lashley, really. I respect the guy. I think he can do he can do entertaining things in the ring sometimes. I don't think he can... He's one of those guys where he does impressive feats, but I don't, have never really been entertained by a match of his that is put together. I don't think his matches are very entertaining for me in how they are put together, despite his impressive physical attributes. Yeah. Instantly forgettable. Yeah. Even his most famous match is forgettable. Yeah. It's all the it's all the stuff that goes with it that makes people yeah. remember him. Yeah. But that is it, man. Yeah. And just anyway. What was the best match on Raw that week? <laughs> uh, my favorite match of that Raw is the triple this is they started doing the money in the bank qualifiers uh, this week for both shows actually. Yeah. And the first I don't know if this was the first one I can't remember, but on Raw, one of the first women's qualifying matches was Ember Moon, Ruby Riot, and Sasha Banks, and a triple threat to decide who was going on. Ember Moon ended up winning it. It was a great match. I loved it. I thought yeah. it was really good. Yeah, no argument here at all. Yeah. So, And I knew they were going to give Jinder Mahal his win back on Chad Gable. I knew that was going to happen. That was inevitable. Yeah, so... Ooh, I just started something, didn't I? It's the thing, like... <laughs> So they moved, this is one of the things I had banged that I was going to ask or talk about a little bit. I think I was going to wait a little bit to do it, because Gable has some other stuff coming up later in the month, but I'll go ahead and do it now. So they moved Gable over in the Superstar shakeup to Raw, and there's a built-in thing. Um, Jason Jordan is eventually going to come back to the show. Yeah, I think that's probably why he's on hold. Yeah. So, but... Like, Gable is so good, mm-hmm. and he's entertaining, and he has personality. Yeah. He is better than Jason Jordan by a long shot. Yeah. He is better than a lot of guys on the show, personality he, and wrestling. He has the potential, and I don't say these things lightly yeah. when I throw these things out there. These are already premeditated in my head, so I've had yeah. a long time to think about this. He has the ability to be Kurt Angle meets Chris Jericho exactly yes yeah. i think like 
So they've even had Gable go up to Angle and like so there's that built in thing, like my whole thing is okay, Angle needs to take Chad Gable under his wing, which they kinda look like they were hinting at. He needs to do it. That needs to be a summer thing. Jason Jordan comes back, big feud. And that's a match of SummerSlam. Yeah. Done. Easy. Super easy. But ever since Gable has been split, ever since American Alpha has been split. I like the stuff he did with Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. Don't they get were me wrong. Fi- they were finally clicking towards yeah. the end before they broke him up. Yeah. <laughs> like even their promos were actually good. But in that they were interim, decent at yeah. least. But in that interim before he teamed up with Benjamin, he had those singles matches, the one with AJ Styles. I think mm-hmm. he wrestled what was it, Mojo Raleigh or something? Yeah, I don't remember. Like that, yeah. But he had those really great SmackDown matches. Mm-hmm. And now he's having really good matches on Raw. But he's losing all the time. He's, yeah. He looks really weak, yep. in my opinion. Yeah, it's not good. I don't understand. Like they, It feels like kind of a Dolph Ziggler thing again. Like what Dolph Ziggler went through for years. Yeah. And is still kind of struggling with. <laughs> yeah. Is that he's so good, but there's just no traction. I don't understand it. Yeah. The, the, like why move him? Why break up that team yeah. in the best tag team division that SmackDown has had or WWE's had in like forever over on yeah. SmackDown. Could have been the next, I mean, obviously being groomed as like the next Steiner brothers or something like yeah. that. I mean, they were, they were so much the next Steiner brothers. They were dressing like them. Yeah. So why <laughs> bring him over to raw? If he's just going to be a guy that builds up other guys. And why do that? It just frustrates me so much. I I, I really like the guy a lot. I think Vince McMahon is angry at amateur wrestlers. Like Mm -hmm. overall, because he did that. Yeah. And he wasn't a champion. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of it is. Maybe. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm better than you. Once again, a theory. Yeah. But uh, apparently, according to some of the ex writers that I've seen interviews with over the years, they've always pitched like a shooter uh, gang. Yeah. And Vince has always nixed it. Why would he nix it? Yeah. That has to be the reason. Maybe. You know? I don't know. Just that, frustrating. I want to yeah. bring that up and, I guess, vent a little bit. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, the Jason Jordan thing is, is easy. But what's if after If they blow that. If what's they, after that? Yeah. Like, but they, they can't blow that feud. Yeah. I'm sick of tag team breakups not paying off. Yeah. Like, they just fizzle out like a yeah. fart, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. Zack Ryder mojo. Yeah. Yeah, that should have been good. That should have been watchable. Yeah. It wasn't, but that it was just watchable. a springboard for Mojo, who went nowhere. Yeah, you know, yeah, he got an Intercontinental Title match, but you know that that could lead into the whole thing about now it's the U.S. Yeah. Open Challenge, but it's the yeah. IC Open Challenge. Right. Cool with it. Great. Yeah, that keeps Monday Night Rollins train rolling. Yep. But uh, yeah, Mojo. No one wants Mojo. <laughs> I mean, I want him more than Bobby Lashley. I guess. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be okay if they went to main event and just hung out there for a while they should do a loser leaves town match between mojo and uh bobby lashley and then right. it ends the same way the aj shinsuke match did the backlash <laughs> and they're both fired uh yeah mm. i would i wouldn't yeah they wasted that on sammy and kevin right <laughs> that'd have been great yeah uh so you know that's it they should steal feaster fired from tna like and it actually be real oh yeah i mean yeah. come on man yeah. <laughs> all right so smackdown <laughs> Um, SmackDown, like, it's still the wrestling show, and I think, to me, so, I didn't pick his matches this week or the previous week as matches of the night, because for this show I picked, it was the Money in the Bank qualifying match, 
Daniel Bryan and Rusev, I think, was the match of the night, I think, mm-hmm. pretty easily. Yeah. But Xavier Woods had a really great two-week period. He wrestled both Cesaro, I think, the previous week, and Sheamus on the week we're talking yeah. about right now. And and he's going to be the rep. You know it's got to be. Yeah. Like, why would they do these two matches if it wasn't going to be him? Yeah, because he's having he's, a super breakout. Yeah, because to the, to the Fairweather fan, especially one that may not watch every week, but they yeah. know who the New Day are. Yeah. Xavier is the least over. Yeah, he's he's the most over personality. Right, but he's not the most over performer yeah. in the ring, and he's always been great. Yeah. We we we've been bandwagoning him since since, uh, since Creed 08. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's finally time for him, I think, which is nice. Yeah. So uh, I'm crossing my fingers that he's going to be the guy. And he's not going to win, but he'll have a really good showing. Yeah. And that's that's all I can hope now at this point. And I, th- I think, yeah, I think... He's to be the breakout star of the latter match. Yeah, his his YouTube series, Up, Up, Down, Down, I think has really helped kind of make him look more marketable in the eyes of the bosses in WWE. Yes. And I think that's helping him. Because we all know he can do it in the ring. He's showing it. He's really exciting because he does stuff that you don't really see other guys doing. And he is a big guy. He's, sure. He's not as big. He doesn't look as big because he's yeah, in there with Big E. But if he walked in here. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a big dude. And he's doing these rope walk things and just doing really innovative, cool, fun things. And yeah. Yeah. I just, I had to mention Xavier Woods. for Well, oh, sure. He's, he's the man. I just, I just hope that good things are on the horizon for him yeah. because I fear because I've seen this, I've seen this movie before. Right. I, hopefully not, but like I remember someone else getting a lot of YouTube hits, and right. uh, and getting buried because yeah. of it. But you know, I hope I'm wrong. As long as he's smart enough not to let WWE absorb up, up, down, down, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Don't ever sign your life away, yeah. kid. Okay. All right. Uh, just a side note: Creed and uh, Tyler Breeze have had this. Uh, SmackDown vs. Raw 06 GM mode series that they're doing. What? It's super cool. You should. I gotta watch. You should that. check it out. It's, yeah. it's it looks like something like we would do back in the day or mm. or even today because it's pretty. But cool. but with us it'd be no mercy on the 64. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're doing like the GM mode where they're competing week to week and they're like doing blindfold. They don't watch the other guy do it. It's <laughs> it's cool. Oh my god. Just check it out. I, I I'm I'm all about it. Yeah. yeah po- post a link on the Wrestling House Show page too. Yeah. Because they need the numbers. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) On to 205, the continued evolution of Buddy Murphy is, I think, the headline almost every show. Yeah. I'm I'm calling it right now. I think Buddy Murphy's going to be my most improved wrestler for the year. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, we might as well just hand that award yeah. out right now. If we're doing, like, half-year awards, Ooh. then, yeah, like, yeah. He is, like, every match he's in is just really good. And we, we, we still do have, I think, the same opinion that we had last month about him as far as when we watch his matches, we still want him to lose. Yeah. But, man, he's yeah. going to bring it. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he belongs on that show. He's going to get a main roster bid. I mean, yeah. I don't know how well it'll go for him, but, I mean, there's no way he's not getting a main roster bid at this point. Yeah. He will bulk up to the point where he's out of 205. Yeah, he just can't compete <laughs> there anymore. Do it. It's like, my waistline is like a freaking V, man. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna die of, like, I'm gonna get a tapeworm or something. or Something. I don't know. He's gonna wind up like Colin Delaney. No, I'm just <laughs> I love you, Colin. And, like I said, it's a three-match show. Yeah. So, you got the jobber match in the middle, which Tony Nese has been getting that match. Yeah. It's like, like I said, they he got beat up so much by Drew Gulak yeah. that they should have changed his name and uh, right. brought him back six months later. But yeah. no, they're, you know, 
I, I wish good things for Tony. He is Yeah, I like he Tony is great. a lot now, yeah. Yeah, he's great, but um he needs He needs to find his thing, like You know what he needs? Good management. Yeah. Cause I like him and I just don't know that the bit that he's doing, it feels I guess generic in a way. I don't know. It's just like he's he's really he's a really good technician like he's really good in the ring i yeah. just think he needs something i don't know what it is i can't do you think he should do one or the other or do you think he should keep the hybrid thing going because he can fly i like the hybrid thing i mean he's in his position he is one of the more powerful cruiserweights for sure i think he has to capitalize yeah. on that well i'm gonna give you some homework for next month's show i need you to find a manager for tony Nix, all right okay? i'll work on it you know, oh, you know. Let me, let me bring. I don't know which week this was, but Coach was at uh, NXT. Oh yeah, like watching the show. And two things I thought of immediately. One was like, "Hey, you know we have other shows, Coach. If you uh, want to watch the product, maybe uh, here's some free tickets. Why don't yeah. you?" Uh... <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of because I think he literally had never references anybody that had an nxt title right. like on raw and to the point where graves and michael cole make fun of him for yeah. it so he's probably never seen any of it right so i laughed right away with that but then i got to thinking when coach was initially in wwe he wasn't really so much known really as an announce uh, a commentator right i say he was known as an announcer because he was an interviewer yeah but he wasn't a commentator correct he became one later. Yes. You know, after years and years and years. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for a while, he was like the evil GM that was helping Bishop, oh, yeah. or like the co-GM with Bishop. So, do you think that there's any potential for a coach to just, like, go nuts and be a bad guy manager? Could Jonathan Coachman be the next bad guy manager that actually does something? Do you think there's some potential there? Maybe. He's, at this point, I think his comedic value is so ingrained with him i think he'd have a hard time being like an evil gm or evil manager you know i think it's possible though that could be kind of cool i mean he's the coach it's just seems natural that he would have guys under his wing to coach them and i I think he's kind of and i I don't mind the guy but he's easy to hate like i could tell that people want to hate him yeah and they do (laughs) it could be like a jimmy hart kind of thing because he was a goofball but he was a good bad guy manager that's a really good idea i mean i i think they might have something there yeah anything to get just go back to two man booths all over make coach a manager and then we'll figure the rest of it out later (laughs) right but that's all i got right now like uh you know maybe he's tony niece's manager i don't know but um yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, we'll, we'll sleep on it. <laughs> that would be. I would like that because that's the thing I envision for like Titus Worldwide is that he has guys on different shows of different calibers, like different divisions, men, women, cruiserweights, everything. Yeah, he could even go to NXT and get people because it's worldwide. I like that idea. I and if this was, I, I would like to think that if like Bobby Heenan and Jimmy Hart and yeah. people like that were around today, they'd be able to be on both shows. Yeah. That would be nice. That the, But the way they have it now, it's not like that. But yeah. it should be. There should be a stable that is a factor on both shows. Yeah. And But different different wrestlers. Right. Like, okay, yeah, we understand that this yeah. guy is on Raw and this guy's on SmackDown, but the manager should always be right. there because that's a good factor to have. Such as if there was a manager for, say, Sanity, then Nikki Cross is still on NXT. Sanity is going to debut at some point on SmackDown. Yes. You have the Cross things that would lead people to go and watch NXT that might not normally do it because you these people would be 
on these different shows, but they wouldn't be competing. The rosters would still be yeah. the same. Uh, and the more you experiment, they should experiment on SmackDown because, yeah. you know, I mean, that whole deal went down where Fox bought it for a billion dollars or yeah. whatever, whatever the terms of that are. But the thing that kills me is that SmackDown still is the more watchable show top to bottom, and its yeah. ratings are as worse than ever. Yeah, uh, That kills me. I, like, I hate when I see things like that because I know that there's a bottom line with a yeah. company like that. They're going to adjust and, at some point. And they don't, and they say, well, this show's bad because of the ratings. No, mm -hmm. it's, something's wrong, but it's not, it's not the talent. And, right. I, and I hope that they see that. So maybe they need to do more crossovers and experiments, maybe do it on SmackDown. Yeah. They're, like you, I think you brought this up last time, like have the 205 guys show up. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about that, yeah. right? Like have Buddy Murphy. Oh, I didn't wait. Make weight this week for two o five. I'm gonna wrestle on SmackDown. There you go. And just go back and forth. Yeah, and that that will become a story yeah. and an issue. Yeah. for the two general and it managers. Starts, yeah, exactly. So you have like Drake Maverick and Page. They have to have some kind of sit down meeting because this isn't gonna over work. tea. Yeah, right. Yeah, because <laughs> this isn't gonna, and it's super intriguing to me, and no. it's gonna get people. One, in the arena, it's going to get people to stay, hopefully. Yeah. And two, it's going to get people to tune into the network to watch it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> NXT that week. Uh, Ciampa and Ono, I think, was the, oh, the match yeah. of that night. Yeah. Do um, we have a match? Of, well, how about match of the week? Let's match of the week was it. the triple threat women's match for Bra, Moon, Riot, and Banks. All right. Uh, Chris, before we get into week four, there's five weeks on this. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get through it here. Uh, I'd like to ask you, and I know we have a bit of uh, favoritism going into this, but let's just say in the umbrella right now of just NXT, yep. what do you think of War Raiders so far? Again, hard to judge because they have just had squash matches, but I... But like, are they fun to watch? They are fun to watch to me. I, yeah, I mean, even just the matches I've seen where they're just rolling over these guys, yes, I enjoy them. And see, they're just continuing what they were doing in New Japan and Ring of Honor and all everything, everywhere else they were wrestling. I think that they have some good momentum going. I just hope that they, I hope that they get into something substantial sooner than later. Okay, uh, I'm gonna give give you a real quick sidebar here. Uh, so Roe is marrying Sarah Logan. Okay. In real life, and then Johnny Mundo just married Taya Valkyrie. I think we have some really potentially amazing second generation wrestlers right. if they will both breed. And you know me, I'm actually anti-breeding, right. uh, at least on a major level, you know. But what, those what? two couples... I'm not sure what that meant. Those okay. two couples need to start squeezing out a couple of kids All right. because, wow, what that'll be. Maybe they'll both have like twins and they can have some like this legendary tag feud later in like yeah. twenty years or something. Yeah, I just thought of that because we were yeah. talking about War Raiders, yeah. but yeah, that's gonna be some shit right there. <laughs> so anyway, good congratulations to the two couples. Yeah. One's engaged, one's married, but I wish nothing but the best. Uh they both make really great couples in my opinion. All right. Now only into week three. All right, let's get let's yes. uh yeah. yeah, let's get through this. <laughs> Is is there anything like uh, that blew you away in this week? I mean, I'm talking. Let's just put all the shows on the table. Okay. What blew uh, What blew you away the most? Did you hate something? There There's some stuff going on here. I think this was the. the so we have a little roundtable before, like a five minute roundtable before we do this stuff. Sure. And I brought up the B team, and you were like, "What's the B team?" <laughs> and so apparently, you haven't seen the new incarnation of the Miz Taraj. 
Okay. Which is Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, of course. They are, have been floating around and trying to find their spot on the roster ever since The Miz left them. And then when they did show back up together before Backlash, yeah, because there they was that whole thing. You're like, yeah. oh, we're not going to come. Whatever. Fine. Hmm. They've been floating around f- trying to find their spot. And so on this week's Raw, they go into Kurt Angle's office and like, hey, we're the best. We're going to call ourselves the A-Team. Because we're the best, we're a number one, and Angle's like that name is taken, guys. Yeah, we'll get sued. <laughs> and I think it was, I think it was Axel saying, "Okay, well then we're the B team for the best, or something like that." And so they are now known as the B team. And starting this week and the week after, they have defeated Brizongo handily in very short order. Two weeks in a row. Huh. So, similar to how I was talking about Chad Gable getting moved over and pretty much jobbed out for other people, Brizongo is now being asked to do the same. That's so sad. Yeah, you know what? I would I would rather be the other way around easily because I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, Bo and Curtis, but you're not living up to your potential. Right. That bad booking does not excuse uh, you know, that entertaining X factor in the yeah. ring. I just don't think they have it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think they're entertaining enough as a comedy act, but I don't, I don't know. It's, but so is Brazongo, and they're better Brizongo wrestlers. Way above them in terms of like polish on their comedy act, and like the way that they, some of those matches. What was it? The matches with, or the match on? I forget the pay per view with the Usos last year, where you know I normally don't like the full on comedy stuff but there was the one where yeah. Tyler Breeze dressed up in the like, janitor, the janitor outfit. outfit and they were yeah. rolling around the ring yeah oh, they really pissed off JBL yeah. too yeah was, he was so hot at that yeah it was oh. and then the apparent death of the fashion files because they don't show it on TV anymore yeah. it's oh, it's so frustrating like why do they do stuff like that yeah. they can't it those like three or four minutes couldn't have been ratings killers. Like I don't get that. Why would they? No, they're not. They were being petty because they yeah. were probably getting the the biggest rave reviews yeah. of the whole show, wrestling right. or non wrestling. Right. And they were definitely the best non wrestling segments on any of the shows. Right. So I think it's just pettiness. Yeah. These are guys that were not pegged to be big stars, and they're making sure that they're not. Right. And the fact that they gave them that, they're probably like, oh, this is cute. We'll just do that. And it'll yeah. be awful and whatever. And then, then you can't say we didn't do anything for you. And yeah. I think that's what a lot of that is. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I think that's the absolute truth. And so that kind of leads into my... It goes into the Raw Tag Division and my disappointment, I guess. They have some really good tag teams. They have Brizongo. They have The Revival, who got jobbed out to Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt the, on the week that we're talking about. I think uh, I have to quote What Culture again this week. They said... There's a big tag team revival going on, and ironically, the revival isn't in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like, like Raw, whereas SmackDown is pretty even, like all the teams can, like any team on, sorry, SmackDown can beat any other SmackDown team on any given night, I think. Sure. Pretty much. Yeah. Bludgeon Brothers are kind of up there, like, yeah. of course. But I, I love the the club, whatever, the, yeah. the, the Good Brothers, yeah. Anderson and Gallows. Yeah. I think that it's time for them to become the monsters that... They so. know they I can really be. So. I think they have the combination to the Bludgeon yeah. Brothers. I really do believe that. And they have to knock the Bludgeon Brothers down a few pegs yeah. for this division to per- almost nearly perfect itself. Right. It's that good right now yeah. with the bar and the New Day. I feel it's going to take a succession of increasingly intense matches to whittle down the Bludgeon Brothers to a point to where they can be beaten. Exactly. And I'm fine with that. I think yeah. that works. 
that'll make them more entertaining down yeah. the road anyway. Yeah. You know, the Road Warriors weren't intriguing until Anderson and Blanchard started getting some upper right. hand on them. I mean, that's a thing. Yeah. But on the Raw side, it's you have Hardy and White at the tip top. They're, I don't like the finisher. I, I haven't stupid. seen them on TV really? since they won the tag titles. That's Not even crazy. kidding about that. So you haven't seen their tandem finish? Nope. It's like a... It's the sister Abigail, but it's not a twisty thing. They both do it, and they just fall backwards. I don't like it very much. I haven't seen it. It's called the Deleter of Worlds. So okay. There you go. But yeah, if they're at the top. The B team is apparently up there. <laughs> and then you have the Revival and Brizongo and maybe, what, like Titus Worldwide, Slater and Rhino, and they're all just down here, and they get beat every week. That's that's what it is. It's top to, top or bottom, whereas, I don't know. It's, it's definitely it's not a balanced roster. Not <laughs> like. Like, oh, that I didn't even realize until you laid it out yeah, that way. I mean, sorry. I knew that SmackDown had the way better tag division, but it's not even close. Yeah, Jesus. But yeah, so this week wasn't the best <laughs> as far as wrestling, I guess. I don't know. It was fine. There were some good matches, actually. I take that back. Oh, uh, we need to insert uh, Drew and Dolph into the tag division, don't we? I mean, that's at least a, an up for Raw. Yeah, but are they going to be a tag team? You know, that's a good point, but, I mean, hell, I'm going to go ahead and say yes for now, okay. because you don't beat Finn Balor and Braun Strowman, and it may not be at least looked at. For for me, in my opinion, I think, give them the tag titles right now, like right away. Like, have them have a tag title match against Bray and Matt, sorry, yeah. and have them beat them. They have to beat them right now, and they All have right. to get gold right now, like right. stat. Yeah. Because uh, Dolph's not taking the uh, Dolph or Drew right now. They're not taking the IC title off of Seth. I don't see that. Yeah. They're both good enough to, but it's not there yet. Right. But you've got to get some gold on them right now because if you don't do it, it's going to be a dead issue in a month, and no one's going to care about those two. Could be. Yeah. I mean, they're unless they just start going off the grid. You know, He's like going to have to start beating people up and like taking people out. And, yeah. yeah, and like kind of they're going to have to DX it a little bit. I'm not yeah. saying like I'm not saying make them a comedy act, but I'm saying make them. As hated as DX was kind of at the beginning, yeah. like that early era, before they even called it that. Yeah. Like, they have to start dominating the show. They have to start closing Raws with yeah. them standing tall and someone else on the floor. Yeah. They have to do that to those guys right now. And the very least they can do right now is put the tag belts on them. Yeah. Because of the situation, first of all. And then that... And like I said, no disrespect to Bray and Matt Hardy. I think they're both awesome, but that has to happen right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it feels like they're in a holding pattern right now because starting the week after this, they each beat Chad Gable. Like, <laughs> yeah, so we already talked about that a little bit. So that's what's yeah, going on but, with that. Yeah, you know, Chad Gable just needs to join them. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Right now, yeah. just uh, get it all in there. Just it, this is going to be the gumbo of uh, Raw. Like, right. This is. All the ingredients in here are super excellent, and uh, it should be blowing you away. But uh, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> what is wrong here, man? I don't know. But just, of course, on this Raw Monday Night Rollins, the best match of the night for me was the Intercontinental Title match: Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens doing double duty that night. Mm -hmm. That was the story of the night. I think that he he, yeah. he wrestled Rollins at the beginning of the show. He ends up conniving himself into the Money in the Bank qualifying match later in the night and ends up making it into it. So, I love it. And, and yeah. what's not to love about Kevin Owens and on a show where it is basically the Seth Rollins show, Kevin Owens will not relinquish the yeah. show. He is not going to go away. Yeah. He is going to be the thorn. This feud will happen again. Yeah. And it'll be even better. Uh, and all of that. 
Kevin Owens is yeah. you got to have a guy like this in every era. Kevin is that guy. He's yeah. only going to get better. He's only going to get more hated. Yeah. And he's still going to sell a shitload of shirts. Yeah. And it's all good, man. Yeah. Like, they, I, I heard they, this is just through the mill, but I heard they re-signed Owens for like five to seven years or something, which they oh, don't yeah. make those deals. They do two, three-year deals. Yeah. Because of the nature of the business. Yeah. But they locked him up. And Owens apparently even said somewhere on some radio interview, I'm finishing up here. Uh-huh. No doubt about it. It's awesome. So um, doing something like that and the fact that the company is willing to give him that deal. Because yeah. think about this, man. Knock on wood. But even if he gets hurt, that guy is going to produce amazing freaking television. Yeah. So, you know, if he if they ha- if they if a Daniel Bryan thing happens... He's still gonna be oh, yeah. the ratings guy. Yeah. So that that's a. <laughs> Can you imagine Owens being put into the GM position if he gets hurt? <laughs> I'd love to see that as an active wrestler right, for him. Yeah. Forget about it. Like he, it's 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 kind of a play on the anonymous raw GM. Yeah. Because Stephanie's not there every week. Right. And so guess who's gonna be the guy that uh, gets to overrule uh, Kurt Angle a lot? See, that's the thing. Like the stuff with to lead to Owens Angle match. Yeah, the st- yeah, absolutely. Well, that's gonna happen. The yeah. stuff with Stephanie McMahon and like I was talking to Stephanie McMahon earlier, and she said this. <laughs> like, have it come out that like Owens hasn't been talking to her. Like, just do that. That just is the a great interaction story. they had with each other. Yeah. Okay, that was a little over the line. Right. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, I found something else positive about Raw. Okay. Your tag division sucks. <laughs> Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens is awesome. Get Drew and Dolph a tag title. Yeah. Fire Bobby Lashley. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> what about the Ronda Rousey thing? The Nia Jax. That's, well, that's just right on there. Stupid. Like, you could tell Ronda doesn't even want this title match. <laughs> like, it's... She does not want this match. Yeah. She feels very uncomfortable in this role, and I'm a, I'm I'm pro Ronda. Yes. What did I say? My favorite moment at WrestleMania yeah. was pretty much that. Yep. And um, I sing the praises. This is too soon. I mean, something has to happen here. I mean, there's yeah. going to be some shenanigans where she doesn't get the title because right. putting the title on her is going to be boring, and you don't do it yet. Yeah. So that being said, uh, but this whole thing is dumb because she doesn't need to be there. And guess what? Nia Jax is a hypocrite now. Exactly. All the buildup they did this whole time, uh, you know, is it just a dumb thing to prove that she's a good actress? Because that's a stupid reason to do it. Yeah. Because, yeah, people get better over time, usually. Right. And Nia was <laughs> doing fine. She was getting better, and she needed to embrace her inner beast as far as, like, how she moves in that ring. I've been saying that yeah. for years. yeah. But she's finally figuring it out a little bit more as time goes on. Yep. She needs to... And this is not a bad thing. She's. I've been saying she needs to realize how big she is and where she yeah. comes from. Yeah. You know? That leg drop does not need to look like nothing. Right. It needs to look like... Whoa! It yeah. needs to look like something you don't want to take right. because you'll be out for three times ten. Right. So, that being said, I was happy with her baby face turn as far as how she handled it, Same. how people reacted to her. I think this is mutual here yep. in this room. And now she's just a bully again, and now it's all for freaking nothing? Yeah. This is not an alpha thing. Like, yeah, okay, it is. But all she has to do is be like, I'm the best. You're a competitor. I'm a competitor. Let's figure it out. Right. And I think 
okay, the television isn't going to be great, but mm, the match be. will be good. The intrigue is there. They don't need to have great television buildup for this match to be good, potentially, or at mm. least be watchable. Right. However they want to book it, with Nia keeping the belt, mm. it didn't have to have her character suffer for it. She's going to be the big show now. She's going to go heel face, heel face, heel face, and no one's going to give a shit. Right. They, they, they steal everything. No, you were that say? was pretty. That was okay. a lot of what I was going to say because. <laughs> so I think it was the week after this, actually, but this mm-hmm. is all kind of coming together. So the week after, she had Nia Jax was supposed to have a match with a woman named Michelle Webb, and this was where her whole thing completely turned because. Nia Jax was completely a bully. She used her power to to make an example out of Michelle Webb. She beat her up uh, just as that. She was bullying her, like, in the strictest sense of the term. She was bullying this woman to prove her dominance over her to show Ronda Rousey whatever she wanted to show her. So, this goes back to the Alexa Bliss stuff right before they had their blow-off match. I guess mm-hmm. it was at the, the greatest... No, it was at... Um, Backlash. Yes. And they had that, that title match. Yeah. So Alexa Bliss was doing those PSA things, which I thought were stupid. I did not like them. You didn't like those, I did huh? not like them. Because they were funny. That's why I didn't like them. Because Alexa Bliss needed to be the bad guy. Or bad woman, whatever. Because this is a serious thing. Like, they have an initiative in WWE. Be a star. <laughs> against bullying. They do talks about it. They go to schools it's important because lots of kids watch these shows. Yes. And when you have Alexa Bliss, who was clearly being, I wouldn't say a bully because that's not the strictest sense of the term, but she was making fun of Nia Jax and she was harassing her and she was calling her names and she was being a bad person to her. Yeah. She turns it around and says that Nia Jax is really the bully because she beat me in a match. That's fine. That's that's okay. But to make Alexa Bliss funny while she's doing it, where she's talking about Disney World and... yeah. Like it gives sympathy to her, and it confuses the issue, and it makes it makes it to where maybe she's right, maybe in that sense of I'm a, I'm I'm liking these, and I want to see more of what she's doing. Well, from what I've seen the last few weeks, it di- definitely didn't help Alexa at all. That's yeah. So at, that was before their title match. After the title match, that all goes away. It's done because guess what? Nia Jax now is a bully. It's yeah, completely flipped. Let's not let's not uh, gloss over the fact that after Nia won her match, she gave this like tearful speech about you know her journey and all this. That's the thing. Yeah. So <laughs> with her, with Nia Jax doing what she did to Michelle Webb, the local competitor that she beat up on that Raw for no good reason, mm. it makes all of those words that she said that were. While a little bit cheesy, it was a powerful message that meant something. It makes all of those words hollow. And that's the worst part about this, is that it makes all of that build up. So they've done this with like other people too. Mickey James has gone through it a few times. Mm -hmm. And then she goes back on it too. Like she Yeah, we never brought that up. She teams up with her bully, basically. And it's like, oh cool, everything's fine. Now I'm the lackey. It's like they Mickey James got Mickey James was bullying for the same thing that she was bullied about ten years ago. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like they build up to these things and I understand Ronda Rousey, they need to build her up as the good guy. And I guess but that does like you said, it doesn't mean that Nia Jax has to be the bad guy. Yeah. But that's what they feel that they have to do, so they completely switch the things. The fact that not that Ronda Rousey said when she showed up 
before she showed up, weeks, months, saying, I don't want special treatment. I don't want special treatment. What do they say every time that she's on on television now? Michael Cole, her first televised match, singles televised match, is going to be for the Raw Women's title. How is that not special treatment? It, it, it's just, it just is. It's yeah. that you can't get around it. And to me, like... I think this could have all been salvaged and been a lot better business if this had been Ronda versus Alexa. Yeah. Like, I think that's that's the feud right there. And even if Alexa's going to have to lose it, yeah. it's going would. to be well done. It's going to be a good match. Alexa will get some reward out of making Ronda, you know, like giving her her first really good feud. And that's something to be said, I think. Yeah. Um, that goes back to what I was saying about Ruby. You know, she just yeah. gives people good matches. Yeah. But man, Alex, you know, any kind of any kind of personality that Ronda may be lacking in in her initial rookie year here yeah. as a sports entertainer, right, is going to be carried by an Alexa Bliss, who's right. a proven commodity and promo person. Yeah. That one bad one aside, <laughs> but that is what it should have been because yeah. Nia's not even there yet. Like no. she's she's. She's not ready to do this on on that kind of a surface as far well, as the promos go. And she was really good as the babyface. Yeah. But turning her back to the heel that she was doing before, it's not working. It lacks conviction. Yeah. Like, when she says it, I don't believe. Right. Whether you like that comedy segment or not with Alexa, you always believe that she believes what she's saying in yeah. a sense of what she's trying to get out of it. Right. Her intention. Yeah. It's always believable with her, and that's right, why she should be Ronda's opponent. Yes. My idea, I wrote a... If you want to go read the long version of it, you can go to my uh, recap and reviews. I did it for one of these Raws. I did like a five-paragraph thing about this because I was, I was feeling it that night. Nice. I just wanted to get it all out. But my, I have a whole scenario set up for the entire summer to how this Ronda-Naya thing can work. Mm. The basic thing is when... Have Naya challenge Ronda Rousey. Have it be... You're, you are coming in, you say you're the best, people think you're the best, I want to beat you. Have Ronda Rousey turn her down. I don't want special treatment, there are these other women in line, she's already said that multiple times, but yet she accepted it anyway. She didn't have to accept it. That's all Charlotte's fault. Steph- How was that Charlotte's fault? <laughs> she was there when the challenge was oh, like, no, take yeah. it, take the match. Yeah, yeah. and also Stephanie was egging her on too. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, and so that's the whole thing, you could continue that Stephanie feud... By having Ronda turn it down and and but you you add intrigue there because people mm. even on Ronda's side would be right to say you probably should have taken that and like you don't turn down a title shot but mm. Ronda Rousey sticks by her convictions for her to accept that title match like you said it makes her well you we're talking about Nia Jax but it makes Ronda Rousey a hypocrite because she's basically saying I don't want special treatment but I'm gonna go ahead and take it anyway I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. concede immediately. Yeah. And the first opportunity, I'm going to go ahead and concede. It's getting seduced by the dark side. Yeah, and so you have this whole summer thing where Ronda Rousey, she turns it down because she's not used to this. She's not. She is a rookie in professional wrestling. Have her lose a lot of matches, maybe not a lot, but have her lose matches because of her inexperience. Yeah, get outsmarted and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Countouts, DQs, different things where people that have been here for years are manipulating the rules to yeah. get wins over Ronda Rousey, and everybody's like, yay, by the end of the summer, Rousey's figured it out. That's when you have the Nia Jax-Ronda Rousey match. And it's a fantastic blow-off match at SummerSlam. That's a great that's, idea. That's the short version. You can yeah. go I'm, I'm going to go as soon as we're done here. I'm not mm-hmm. even kidding. All right. Anyway. Sorry. So <laughs> No, no. 
Can I, can I, can we bitch? Uh, is it too early to bitch about uh, Andre to see and almost getting uh, jobbers? I think we get with everyone. Okay, I know, but it's I agree. After but... everything we've seen this year. Yeah. And yeah, I guess it's just a bubble, man. Like, yeah. not everybody has seen those matches. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand those people, but yeah. they haven't seen Almas wrestle but two squash matches in their entire life. Yeah. And, oh, I don't even know how to proceed from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're on SmackDown. I yes. think the, the match of the night for that was Nakamura and Styles. Oh, yeah. Again, really, really good match. Probably, it's, it's close, closer to their Mania match. Yeah, I'd exactly. Yeah. But I just thought it was weird booking, because this was to decide the... The winner would get to decide the stipulation for their title match coming up at Money in the Bank. And so I think it's weird. Like, you have the, the challenger and the champ fighting each other just a few weeks out from the pay-per-view. So it's kind of a lose-lose. Like, if you have Styles win, then it's like, okay, well, where's the intrigue for the match? Yeah, if you have Nakamura win, you, he has this legitimate gripe. It's like, why, why aren't I champ? Like, I just, I, I have to beat the champ twice? Like, what, why? Yeah. It's just, I think that's weird. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I'm usually not a fan of the champ losing in a non-title situation, but at least at least AJ is over enough and believable enough as a champ to yeah. where it doesn't hurt him all that much. And uh, yeah, I agree. And it's it's it plays good to Shinsuke's mind game thing that he's been doing. Yeah. It's it, thankfully it's not like you know Rey Mysterio's world title run where he yeah, got right. beat like for a whole month. Yeah. <laughs> like so that that's the barometer of terribleness. Yeah. But like you know it, it's fine. I, I've seen worse things and it was just a little little thing. I thought. Yeah. It felt weird, but. Styles and Nakamura both are those any given night guys. Like, they can beat each other. They can have ten matches and they can split them down the middle. And yeah. I would still be entertained and intrigued by each one of them. Yeah. Much like New Day versus The Bar, which I enjoyed quite a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this the one, the six man with The Miz in there? No, no, this oh, is okay. the tag match. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so. They, they were going for a qualifier. At that oh, point. that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Always entertaining. Yeah, how, how could that not be? I love that they were so, they were so sad that the bar didn't win their match at right. the Greatest Pro Rumble because oh, yeah. now they have to stay. Right. <laughs> That's good stuff. But they were in the UK that week, which yeah. led into the crossover show between uh, the the supposed UK division, friends yeah. of Drake Maverick and Drake Maverick's right. two hundred five roster. So yeah. he like instigated this whole like. Almost like a class warfare thing, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. And we got some previews for the UK tournament, because there were UK guys that we hadn't seen in the last one who mm-hmm. were on this show that are going to be in this next UK yeah. tournament. Which one did you like best? I mean, I mean, they're they're both good, but uh, as far as, like, you know, was it James Drake, Joseph Connors, Flash Webster, and Kenny Williams, which one impressed you the most of the four? I'm not saying you're picking them for the tournament, but... Yeah, um... Well, my match of the night for that night was Tyler Bate versus TJP versus Williams versus Kalisto. Um, I thought that Williams, that he looked really good in that match because every guy in that match looked really good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably going to go with that. And and that's credit to Kenny Williams. I mean, hanging in there with those guys. Yeah. All those yeah. guys are amazing, which I guess that makes him by, by yes. that. You know, maybe he is amazing. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. So, yeah. But I, I just enjoyed the show. It's Yeah. That's something that should be done more often on almost every show. Yeah. You need to have, like, dude, let's just shake it up for a week and just right. do something crazy. And, yeah. Yeah, that needs to happen more. Right. You know? Screw what you're used to. Like, just 
keep people on their toes, man. Right. Like, you know, I know it's stupid, but like when Raw did Raw Bowl back <laughs> right. during the, the 90s. Yeah. Like, it's stupid, but it's it's something, you know. Like, yeah, it was like the Raw Vegas shows where they had the wheel. I liked, I liked those, those shows. Yeah. They weren't all home runs. Right. But it's, I was excited for Raw Roulette. But it was, it was stuff that you never see. And it was yeah. just random stuff that doesn't make any sense. But yeah. this was the excuse to do yeah. it. I'm not saying do Raw Roulette every time you're in Vegas. Yeah. But do it sometimes. Do it every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Old school shows yeah. sometimes. Like, I like those theme yeah. nights. From the guy that wants Battle Ball brought. Right. right. <laughs> and That's then, me, by the way, for the record. That's <laughs> Like I said, if I... If I ever become a Make-A-Wish guy, right. <laughs> I want to be Raw GM for the night and uh, Battle Bowl. Right. They're not going to give me a pay-per-view. I get it. Right. But, <laughs> but then Raw, yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's an easy book. I could I could book that show in my sleep. Right. Because it's, it's going to follow the same format and you're going to have the Battle Royal at the end of the night yeah. and someone's going to get something out of it. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Over on NXT, my favorite match was the six-man oh. Undisputed Era versus Birch, Lorcan, and Pete Dunne. That match was so fun to watch. Can I give that? Can I just go ahead and give that match of the week? Yeah, absolutely. That thing, and it does. It's such. It's great old school booking in the sense of no one really probably thought about it too much going in. I mean, obviously the bookers did, or you know, Hunter did, or whatever. But as far as if you were in that audience, because if you're in that audience, you're watching like a month's worth of shows. Yeah. Right. So you, you have no inkling until like maybe the end of the night. I was like, who's going to get the next shot at what? Yeah. And the fact that they established Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, uh, the newly signed Danny Birch, by the way, oh, he's cool. full time now. Nice. Deservedly. So he had yeah. his farewell in the UK. Like the fact that this was this was done to establish those guys as a tag team and to be the number one contenders. And however they may see them good or bad in the long run, it it was just one of those things where they won the match and now they're going to contend. And that's all you need. And it was just a great match. It was like, it reminded me of a really good main event on WCW Saturday night back in the day when it was still kind of NWA WCW. And, you know, you come in there and have kind of a semi-upset happen. And then... Something cool comes out of it. That's that's all you need. You don't have to overthink it that much. Right. Just do it. Yep. And, you know, Undisputed Era, I'm sure they know how to do the honors, and they do it very well. And I don't think it hurt them too much. It's oh, just one no. of those things where they yeah. got got, right. you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And, uh, you know, hell of a ringer there with old Pete Dunn. I love the promo the week before where they go backstage oh, yeah. and they hit up Pete Dunn to be their partner. Yeah. And they're like, you're, you're a piece of garbage. And he just kind of goes... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of am. <laughs> yeah, but, like, uh, we all hate these guys. So you want to wrestle them? Yeah. He's like, okay, all right, and he walks away. Yeah, he doesn't even like shake hands with yeah. him. Just, all right, I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, because <laughs> it's weird seeing Pete Dunne as like he's a babyface for sure right now, and it's they need to be careful with. They're him, treading though. that line. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 as much, you know, I'm a huge fan. They just yeah. gotta protect it. Yeah, the, that's the worst thing you could do is to water somebody like that down. Yeah. Because most people never recover. Right. Not everybody's the rock in Austin. Right. But that's the template you got to follow. Yep. So week four, Chris. Yes, week four. Um, so Raw didn't have a lot of really great matches that week. Um, I picked Dolph Ziggler versus Chad Gable as my match of the night for that week. Awesome. How was it? I mean, I guess it was really good. It was the match of the night. I it didn't was, see it. It was the best wrestling match as far as... Because, I mean, those two guys in the ring together, you can imagine. It was did, It was short. I, did, did they talk about their amateur wrestling back then? Uh, yeah, of course. 
I'm, I'm, okay, I'm not pissing on that. Yeah, I just yeah. think it's, you know, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it was short. It, it should have been longer. But the fact that I would pick, like, this short match to be the best of the night kind of yeah. says a lot. You know? uh, the best match I saw that night. I mean, the ladies' match was good, but yeah. I got a... The one I saw that I liked the most was Elias versus Bobby. Yeah, I like that that feud. It was just matches every week, but yeah. yeah. Bobby Roode needs a heel turn. Oh, yeah, we stat. Yeah. For sure. Um are you coming over to the Elias camp any more so than you were last month? I mean, he's yeah. getting he's getting angrier and angrier by the week. And yeah. I love that. I mean, <laughs> for the last few months, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm entertained mostly. He annoys me in the correct way. Like when I see him, whenever the show starts and the lights are out and I hear Jojo saying like, ladies and gentlemen, and Elias. I'm like, Oh God. Yes. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, but it's right. in the correct way. Yeah, you know? I prop up yeah. I, every time. <laughs> All right. So yeah. And I mean, I will say this. The only thing that the co-branded pay-per-view is doing here mm-hmm. that they're getting right is the consistency in which you watch Raw and SmackDown because they're both heading towards the same goal. Yeah. Especially with something like Money in the Bank where this is going to be a yeah. co-branded plus because obviously they're going to split the briefcases. Yeah. One of the ladies is going to be on one show and the men's going to be on the other because there's no Probably. way one show is going to have both cases. I just don't see it. I don't think it'll happen, but you never know. That being said, it's really one of the only positive things I can think about. Like, a show like Money in the Bank, I think, is making their television at least consistent for the week to where, you know, whenever it's time for that show's pay-per-view like a year ago, yeah. the other show would just be kind of like, okay, yeah, well, we're going to inch towards our feuds and where we're going with it. Yeah. That's the only positive thing I see on the co-brand is that it's making both shows look like a little one's not more strong than the other as far as like the the goal potential is what i'm saying I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so everybody has qualifying matches yeah everybody's going for broke so it's not gonna uh, like i said it's, it's gonna suck with shows like backlash and whatever else is on the horizon yeah but when you get to like maybe like potentially like elimination chamber which i think is still alive mm. and uh, money in the bank those are gonna be good yeah so that's that's kind of i mean it's obvious but that's how it's gonna be yeah i agree so so we've talked about how I'm not the biggest fan of Braun Strowman. Neither of us think are. Either one of us are. No. And he was my most hated wrestler from last year. Yes. I've come around a little bit because of the personality. Okay. I'm not on board fully, but as far as opponents go, I think Finn Balor was a really good opponent for Braun Strowman. Agree. I think that the way he tried to chop Braun Strowman down and the way he fought against him was the most compelling I've seen. Since maybe like the big show matches that he had or something. Yeah, that's that's my favorite Braun Strowman match so far. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't mean to sound like a fanboy, but like Balor brings it, and I think people were excited for the match. Yeah, it got a great crowd reaction, and that could definitely be something down the road. Yeah, you know, at least they made you believe that at some point Finn could beat him. Right, and. The the thing that would have been the worst is to just have him not have a good yeah. outing with him. Yeah. Because and you know that, they couldn't do that heading into Money in the Bank since they're both in the match. Yeah. But it wouldn't have surprised me if they had done it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's the problem, yeah. isn't it? Therein lies the problem. <sighs> that was kind of raw. Like, and even SmackDown, it was my favorite match was 
I guess Daniel Bryan's kind of taken over. Like, Styles isn't wrestling as much, it doesn't seem, on SmackDown. Yeah, but they're doing that thing they've always done with him yeah. the last year or so, where he's going to dark main events so people don't leave during yeah. 205. Yeah. <laughs> so Daniel Bryan is kind of taken over as, like, the wrestling guy on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, they have a ton of guys there. And once they all, once, like, almost stops doing the squash matches, and yeah. they all get to where they need to get, where they can all mix it up together, which hopefully they do. Um, but for now, like that Daniel Bryan Jeff Hardy match was was my favorite of the night. Yeah, I gotta put in a, a like a a little bit here. Not not that I'm saying it's better, but was I the only one that really enjoyed that Naomi Sonya match and it, how surprising it that was? That was good. Yeah, I that it. that show, Sonya showed me a lot in that match, yeah. and they just you know those random opponents just click. I think they totally yeah. clicked with each other. And I was really excited for that match. Like, you know, when it started, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But as it went on, man, they told a really good story that yeah. night. And I, I think if if, if you kind of glossed over that, anybody listening out there, if, or if you didn't see it, go back and watch that match. Yeah. That was good. So I, I got to hand it to him. If if, the, if that had been a bad finish maybe in Jeff Daniel, I might have politicked more for yeah. it. But uh, go watch that. So the last two matches of the night were super good. Actually... It was a good show overall. Now that I'm looking <laughs> at it, because I, hey, I, I, uh, I really got a nice feeling for Lana's win. I, I, I love Billy Kay, and she's gonna be awesome. Oh, yeah. But the look on her face when she won that yeah. match, yeah. come on, that was that was gold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Lana's gonna be in Money in the Bank. Yeah. With like seven other ladies, it's fine. You know, it's, it's no, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's a good. She's not gonna be the ring general. Yeah. But, uh, I was hoping one of the iconics was gonna get in it, just like I was hoping one of the Riot Squad was gonna get in it. Next year, neither the, one happened. Those teams are gonna be so much higher yeah. next year. Like next year will be their year. Because like, come on, you have one of the Riot Squad make it. They're all three gonna be in it. Yeah, that's the thing. That yeah. would that would be super cool. But yeah, and I it sickens me that ruby riot isn't in it because yeah. to me i'm thinking okay the other two will get in next year but right. ruby should should have been in this yeah. year i'm shaking the, <laughs> myself like i'm shaking like the booker but yeah i did like the like <clears throat> i've liked sonia deville ever since what daria bernardo is what she like debuted as <laughs> so. like i remember she was in some multi-woman match this was around the time that Alexa Bliss was leaving. She teamed with the Iconics. NXT. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I liked her then. I liked the, her persona, I guess. Yeah. Now that Shayna Baszler is in NXT, you can't really have someone do the MMA thing. Like, yeah. it does just... She just outshines her. They should push her boxing skills yeah. more. Like, and they seem to be doing that. Like, I even like her entrance. They yeah. gave her, like... They gave her strobes and boxing... Yeah. Uh, speed yeah, bagging a little yeah. bit. You know, so, I like it. But no, I, I do like her quite a bit. Yeah. So I think she has a lot of... She's... And Naomi has a way of, I think, pulling out the good in a lot of people. Yeah. Like she's one of those that can pretty much wrestle anyone and have a good match. Yeah, she's consistently entertaining, yeah. and I hope she's around a long time. I hope both of them are around a long time. Yeah, yeah they need to push the boxing thing with Sonya. I think the reason they changed her name from Daria is because probably for the same reason uh, Daria got her own show in, <laughs> in the animated Daria oh, yeah. when she left Beavis and Butthead because they kept calling her Diarrhea. Right. So the, the potential was there, maybe. Maybe that's why maybe. they changed her name. Just just something I wanted to bring up there. <laughs> Anytime I can reference Beavis and Butthead. Right. All right. 205? 205. The culmination of the Hideo Itami Akira Tozawa feud. Which <sighs> I, liked how they, I liked how they did this. Because when they first put Tozawa and Itami together, I don't know if I talked about it, but I remember thinking, okay, so they're putting the two Japanese guys together for what reason? Like Because they're Japanese. Because they're Japanese. <laughs> like, do they have a history? 
Not mm. really that I know of. No, not around, not around these parts. Yeah, so. I mean they're from different companies. I'm sure they crossed paths, but it's not like they they grew up in the business together. Yeah, and so it and it's was, not like anybody they're programming to. Well, maybe some of them, but you know, every time I see Hideo come out, I'm like, this guy did hour long classics yeah. with Joe. Yeah, I mean, I don't think how many what the percentage in that crowd even yeah. knows that stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to sound like a snob ass, but, right? But this guy is legit. Yeah. <laughs> like he should be, he should be killing Brock Lesnar. Right, <laughs> like, like right. he, he should be hanging with Brock Lesnar yeah. at least. And that's like the thing. It's <clears throat> like it's not a slide against two hundred five. But when he showed up on two hundred five live, I was like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. Like he, I thought the same yeah. thing, man. And so putting him in there with Tozawa makes sense now. I don't know if they planned this from the start. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But that interview that, or the interview clips that Itami was doing, where he's like, why did they put me with Itami? I don't want to, I didn't want to be with this guy. I don't have anything for it. I'm a singles guy. Like, that's what I was feeling when they initially teamed him up. I was starting to come around. I was like, okay, I mean, they're a good team. They're, they're fun together. But they never really meshed because Tozawa is like, the kids love him and he's yeah. big and his personality and Atami is like I'm gonna break your face which he did to Brian Kendrick yeah so and it seems like they're gonna let that go yeah this is the last thing I would have expected yeah. them to do yeah and even that whole thing when when we were in Gallagher and Kendrick like yeah. were backstage he's mm-hmm. like this is this is squash where it goes oh yeah and yeah. they look like they were gonna do something about yeah, it and they exactly. never did. maybe they'll save it for later maybe. maybe it'll be one of those things like see him punk getting revenge on orton like after years or whatever yeah. that was you know? yeah that would be great um but because yeah tozawa i like it i really enjoy it when someone who is that fun and that entertaining wrestles angry and like has real hate in their eyes yeah um Kyrie sane had an angry fight match against Lacey evans on nxt yeah it was good i liked it a lot because it gives her a different layer yeah because Kyrie sane is the fun bubbly like personality yeah. and seeing her fight angry and like really because her moves are like rough like she really lays yeah. in oh people. yeah and when she's doing all that stuff of like lovable you don't get that sense all the time but yeah. and it was kind of the same with tozawa like he has these big moves his his diving senton like i i love watching it because he just seems like he falls forever yeah. and yeah it really looks like it hurts everybody involved but it reminds me of Dick Togo. Every yeah, time I see it, I love that. Yeah, yeah. To see Tozawa and Atami go at it like they did and like really lay into each other was was really good. Yeah, continues the tradition of two hundred five live, paying off feuds in really good payoff matches. Yeah. Um, Tozawa, Tozawa Kendrick, that street fight or whatever it was to blow off their feud, that mm-hmm. was was great. Yeah. Um, anything with Cedric Alexander, like they consistently do this mm-hmm. of course they have to do it because these matches aren't going to ever be on pay-per-view so mm-hmm. they have to do it on tv but they yeah. do it really really well it's probably why they're running away with the, the year so yeah. far and matches of the month and they make it an event like they make it feel like a big match yes. it always does yeah it's it's basically still a speakeasy at this point but right. if you're in on it you're seeing the best yeah. television yeah it's like the whole show when something like this happens the whole show is built around that match yeah like it and then nobody really suffers either for it. Yeah. Like it's still because Gulak top and, to and Grand Metal League had a great match on yeah. that show. Yeah, and it's like yeah, but they didn't have the best match of the night, which yeah. is really saying something. Yeah. And it's it bears repeating. Yes. Um, that being said, I mean it's kind of a spoiler going over to NXT, but I mean that has to be match of the week, right? It's all means Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but and, and but this but this uh, NXT was 
the best one of the month so far. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because uh, you're talking about the Kyrie Sane thing. Yeah, leading into that with Lacey Evans and Kyrie lost. Yeah, this you is know? The, yeah, this is their second match, I guess. Yeah. yeah, so Lacey Evans got the biggest win of her career easily yeah. uh, uh, on Kyrie Sane, who's who's already a proven star. So that means they're giving Lacey the rub here, yeah. and. You know, it, I didn't hate it like I thought I would yeah. with that finish. It made sense. Yep. Uh, and you could even call back to the fact that Kyrie went out of her, you know, emotional zone yeah. that she's used to, and it didn't pay off, actually. Right. So maybe she'll reevaluate now. Yeah. Like, that could be a thing. Maybe I'm overanalyzing it, but uh, well, after I mean, you well, said they, it, I they mean... They did uh, have their rubber match, I think it was the week after. Well, yeah, but... So, but it was a different kind of match at yeah. the same time. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, right now, NXT, even though they've got a really compelling takeover coming up, mm. and I can't believe I'm saying this, but like in a, in a thing where, you know, I've got my man Alistair defending the world title, and you've got the next chapter, and who knows how long, but I hope it never ends. The Fight Forever feud right now is Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Yeah. All that we've we've talked about that compelling television yada yada, and then right now we've got Ricochet and the Velveteen Dream yes. colliding, and who isn't excited about this? Yeah. I mean, it starts with this week right here. Oh, it didn't start with this, but yeah. it 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 got to the bubbling point here yeah. with this match that they had where. They were going to have a match, and then Lars Sullivan basically broke it up before it could really get off the ground. Yeah, like what the two minutes rolling around, then Lars Sullivan comes out. Yeah, yeah, like they were doing some really fun stuff to mm-hmm. start. And you were you were just getting the taste of it, and that's exactly what it was. It was a preview for what's to come, and that's when Lars like comes out and butts his face into it. <laughs> yes, like I got butt face in there yes. without saying it, but you kind of did. And then, you know, so they go in there and they both want to match with Lars. Yes. And then Regal, and then we were even joking, ah, oh, that'd be funny, they're going to do a handicap match. I'm never thinking they're going to book that. Yeah. But then they do. Yeah. And then they have it on this week's show. And, you know, for a while they're actually doing the thing. Like, And I, 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 I fell for it, man. Like, like I was like, okay, they're going to beat him, but then something weird will happen and then they'll feud, they'll, they'll get back to the feud. That's what I was hoping. Because it does not hurt Lars Sullivan to lose to these two guys because they're amazing. Yeah. And it would make more sense if he lost to a tag team. But WWE doesn't do that anymore. Right. So everybody would have been fine at the end of this if Velveteen and Ricochet had won. But then, you know, Velveteen pulls the heel move towards the end of the match and... See, and I'm not a fan of handicap matches. I've said it for years. Like, I don't really like them because they... They almost never make a whole lot of sense. This one actually did make a lot of sense. Yeah. Dream and Ricochet were teaming up initially, and they were double-teaming Lars Sullivan in the beginning like they should, and they were beating him up like they should. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until they started to actually tag, like, by the rules, yeah. that Lars Sullivan started to come back, and then he did manage to like isolate one of them because one of them was outside, whatever was happening. I didn't necessarily think that the event that caused Velveteen Dream to turn on Ricochet made a whole lot of sense. Like, it just felt like it came a little bit out of nowhere. Yeah. But you can excuse that with Dream just being, like, misunderstanding it and just being a hothead anyway. Well, he that... was looking for an excuse to do it anyway. You, you could argue that. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, the whole thing is built around the fact that Dream is like, I'm 
just as good or better than this guy, yeah. so why do you like him so much? Yeah, of course. And I like that since the beginning of the year, that's Dream's journey right now. Yeah. He's like, who cares? Right. Who cares about all these people? I'm the guy. Yeah. And I, you know, it's you know, he's 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 already a great character, but now yeah. you're adding this element of like he's the guy now. And I know I've said this before, but these guys that get brought in. He hates all of them right. because they're not him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah, yeah. But he's he, the spotlight's on me and anybody that he feels like a threat. He's going to feud with everybody that walks through that door. Right. Because they're all threats, especially a guy like Ricochet. Yeah. You know, and he, who's going to be, if, if they just completely don't leash him, he will be the biggest star in the world yeah. if, they, if they let him. I mean, he has the most potential out of anybody yeah. uh, to main roster, main event, be a world champion. Even though he's not the biggest guy in the world, he will, he's the most fun guy to watch yeah. and uh, consistent, just like any of those other guys. Yeah. Like I said, the extra X factor, boy, yeah. he has it. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, so who isn't excited about good old Ricochet versus yeah. D-R-E-A-M? With all the stuff going on, like you said, Gargano, Ciampa, and... and... I'm not as excited about Alistair Black and Lars Sullivan just because I'm not a fan of Lars Sullivan. Yeah, but it'll be is... a good match. I know it will because Alistair Black. Is Alistair good. will prove how great yeah, he is at yeah. Takeover. Yeah. <laughs> like he already has proven to most of the audience how great he is, but he is going to his stock will rise even more after yeah. this match. I, I'm calling it right now. But you know, it's it's got to be was uh, Lorcan and Birch are going to be facing the undisputed era for the tag titles. <sighs> All of this is happening, but I'm probably most excited about Dream and Ricochet. Yeah. Which is, there's no, it's just two guys that want to prove that they're better than the other one. There's no, like, real story to it, but I'm probably going to be most excited about that one. And you want to see Baszler and Cross really bad, too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a great show. Yeah. So, So are we finally on to the last week of the month? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We get sidetracked a lot, but we we can go through this one pretty quick, because I think we talked about a lot of this stuff already. Um, yeah, actually, just looking over it, like, uh, the Naya exhibition happens on this week. Yeah. Talked about that. Um... Oh, the, the B-Team barbecue happened. You didn't see, didn't see it. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about, sir. It was a food fight. Yeah, they, they're introducing food on Raw. They've done it like the past like two weeks in a row. It's I remember it's uncooked and uncensored. We're going back to the first season, aren't we? Wow, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so on Raw, the ever since the Rollins exhibition in the Gauntlet match that took up half of Raw... They WWE apparently is falling in love with the gauntlet match because they've had <laughs> I think a couple since then actually yeah and so this was the women's chance to do a gauntlet match the last chance match yeah the last chance match yeah. so gauntlet matches are fun there's usually one person that stands out as exceptional and this one once again it was Ruby Riot because she is exceptional and mm-hmm. she did the Iron Woman thing she I think she pinned like or submitted no she kicked like three or four people i think she yeah. and to make it through it bailey started so this is my problem with gauntlet matches one they're not fair so i don't think the gauntlet matches should necessarily be for like a spot yeah. in something because yeah. they're just not fair it's one of the last few is always gonna win it yeah uh, that aside they're not realistic because <laughs> leading into this the riot squad was saying we're all we're actually going to be working together in this. I know it's a gaunt, we know where it's a gauntlet match, but we're going to be working as a team. So to me, that means okay, one of them's going to come out. Maybe they're going to 
one of them's going to get disqualified because one of their teammates comes out and just beats the crap out of the other one just to give them an easy pass through for the yeah. next person. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen. Um, but it could have. But the thing <laughs> is, the Riot Squad came out one after the other. Yeah. In the supposedly random draw of coming out. Yeah, as soon as Bailey came out, she got all three yeah. of them. Yeah, so it's like, just don't don't be that blatantly obvious. <laughs> yeah. Let me suspend disbelief a little bit. I also wanted to see one of the Riot Squad lay down for another one. So, Bailey started. Liv Morgan was the first one that, that Bailey beat in like yeah. two seconds. Then Sarah Logan came out. I wanted to see Sarah Logan. So have Liv Morgan beat up Bailey as Sarah Logan is coming to the ring. Sarah Logan gets an easy victory. Ruby Riot comes in. Sarah Logan lays down allows Ruby Riot to have a free pass into the next round. That'd have been cool. That, do that a little bit later, actually, in the match would have made a lot more sense. In the, in the middle, towards uh, for the last person. Yeah. Like, have, have Sarah Logan win, like, twice. And then, when she's tired, Ruby Riot comes out. Sarah Logan, being tired, says, Okay, I'm going to lay down for you. Yeah. And that, is, that wouldn't hurt her at all, too, exactly. because it puts the team forward, plus... For that realistic version, and she's gassed out. Yeah. Plus, she's they've booked her as being a little off anyway, right. so I, I don't think it hurts her doing that. Yeah, but they didn't do any of that. Regardless, this was my favorite match of the night. Ruby Riot was <laughs> fantastic. It, with with all the way they went about it, I think Bailey should have gone the distance and lost at the end to Sasha Banks. Yeah, that that's, how more sense too, yeah. I, that's how I would have. That's how I would have done it. Yeah, and are they gonna do this or not? Like seriously, like. From what I've seen, I probably haven't even seen all the television for Bailey and Sasha because of Hulu. Right. But that being said, like I had the idea of like they should have had a one-on-one match at Mania, and they didn't do that. Yeah. Okay, so let's maybe finally could get one at SummerSlam. There, this is the slowest feud of yeah. all time. Like it's not even a feud anymore. I feel like, like they're not going to do it. Yeah, like, and is it just for the reason because when they did it? They destroyed everything that week. Yeah. Like, I think, once again, playing conspiracy theory guy, I've already talked about Zack Ryder and all this, these other things, Bailey, Sasha Banks, it's money, and they haven't pulled the trigger on it. So yeah. why haven't they? Yeah. Is this really just about the fact that they don't want to, and I hate to say this, once again, like Ronda, they don't want to outshine Ronda or anything like that. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, you can have multiple things at once. Yeah. <laughs> they they obviously don't believe that, yeah. though. All right. Let me get out of Raw here. <laughs> Raw just brings me to a bad place sometimes. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's good there's in good it. good stuff, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the Darth Vader of pro wrestling, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's just tough to sit through sometimes, like, yeah. all three hours of it. Yeah. You get why I said it, because there's some good in it still. Uh, okay, yeah, okay yeah, I'll yeah. just move on. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I I think I thought I said it too fast. Okay, so um, in, in a show where there's a dance off, yet I didn't hate it. Yeah, best dance off ever. First of all, because we don't have a good mm. history. Santino and Kozlov gets my vote. Ooh, okay. See, all I can think of is Vicky Guerrero and Michael Cole okay. or something. You know, anyway. dude, come on. The moment that Kozlov started dancing, <laughs> doing the break dance. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> I actually went back and watched that after that watching that SmackDown. Yeah, I made a point to go to YouTube and watch that. Eh, nice, you better not do. So I mean, I went to the network and watched it. Yeah, and 
I'm going to say this flippantly because I am a SmackDown guy, but can you wake me up when Ty Dillinger finally gets a win? Right. Once again, the 10 coming to haunt Ty Dillinger because Shinsuke Nakamura did win the match in the previous week and he got to name the stipulation, which is a last man standing match, which, yeah, I was... So Nakamura posted something like, which match will I choose on Twitter or something? And Mm. I replied, blindfold match. Like... Why wouldn't you choose something like that? <laughs> it doesn't make sense to make it a fair match. Like, you do something to hinder your opponent. Yeah. Especially when you're the heel like that. Yeah, because you're going to cheat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's going to cheat. That's the thing. Like, what's the difference between a no DQ match and a last man standing? I get it. It mm. makes sense from a story perspective, but it doesn't make sense from yeah. his perspective. They're on the tour, yeah. as I like to call it. This is the, the Cena Orton thing. Yeah. They're on the tour. Yeah. So next is going to be a cage match. Right. And eventually the last thing will be yeah. the Iron Man match. But you know how I feel about blindfold matches. But I, was like, I know you That makes them. the most sense for this guy. Sure, right? sure. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So, last man standing match. They, the last match ended with a 10 count. Ty Dillinger has 10 as his gimmick. Therefore, Shinsuke Nakamura has to beat Ty Dillinger. Because 10. It makes mm-hmm. sense, right? Yeah. You know, I, I didn't see this either. <laughs> at the beginning really? i didn't see this happening to him at the no 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 no. Oh, no. what okay. i'm saying is you like okay. the wherewithal of like i mean we were all like yeah this is a cool gimmick because it's, yeah. it's simple yeah but it's something yeah. and that's all yeah. it, that's all it was for ty great wrestler uh should be a champion yeah. in something uh so let's just go with a very basic thing oh, yeah, yeah this thing has really no, bit him in good. the ass I'm just poking fun at yeah it, no but yeah. it's it's really bitten him in the ass like yeah. a lot that's yeah. the thing it's like it's like oh and it's like they're making fun of him now. Right. I mean, they really are making fun of him yeah. now. And it's unfortunate. How dare he they? He should turn into the one Ty Dillinger. Yeah. <sighs> turn into New Japan Ty Dillinger right. at this point. <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, my favorite match on that SmackDown, though, was the... I already mentioned it because I thought it was... You were talking about it before. was the New Day versus The Bar and The Miz. Oh, man. That was... Oh. Miz has really so impressed much. me this past month. Like, yeah. He's, he's he's not the most improved of the, of the no, year, but but he's been he, he had multiple really good matches. Yeah, the Miz can be counted on his legacy, and you know he he will never be known as a great wrestler. Yeah, but he won't be known as a bad one, obviously. Right. But he will be known as a guy that always brought you consistently good television. Yeah, and I think he'd be fine with that too. Like yeah. that will be his Hall of Fame legacy, is that. He will say, I am the most must-see superstar of all time. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's... uh, And he lives it, and he, you know, he's not a liar. Yeah. And um, it's like, good on you, dude. And I always want him to lose. Right. I I can't remember the last time I rooted for The Miz. I'm sure I can something... Oh, I take that back. I, of course, rooted for him against Roman Reigns. And I was on the fence with the John Cena thing, honestly. Really? But, like, I definitely, the only time I really rooted for The Miz was against Roman Reigns. That's about (laughs) it. Honestly, that's it. So, yeah. I even wanted Morrison to beat him when they broke up. (laughs) Who didn't? Right. All right. So, yeah, let's not talk about Big Cass. I'm with you on that. Plus, we're we're running late here. So, back to 205 once again. And this has literally been almost like the uh, you know the imaging of this episode right. we've been talking about all night you've you've made a good point to bring it up every time the way 205 pays off and this title match they the, the one cruiserweight title match of the their month so far you know they they really do adhere to the 30 day thing yeah so um 
Buddy Murphy finally gets his title match after not getting it at Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah. Now I'm glad he didn't. Right. Because I think it allowed Buddy Murphy to get built up that much more. Right. And this, man, I tell you what, they got it. Maybe they saw the calendar and was like, oh, let's do that. Because they're in North Carolina. That's funny because one of the commentators even mentioned that to Drake Maverick one of the times he was doing a commentary. Oh, yeah? It may have been Nigel. I don't remember. It was either Nigel or Percy. I can't remember. But he was like, so were you just waiting for Cedric Alexander to be in his hometown for this match? He was like, oh, no. It was like, this this was planned way in advance. That sounds familiar now that you say it. But, yeah. And you know how WWE is with hometown. Yeah. Like, there's no rhyme or reason. You're not going to go over. Matter of fact, you're probably more than likely going to lose. It seems like that. And yeah. you're going to get embarrassed on top of it. Yeah. Because that that's where you get the nuclear heat for whoever needs it. Right. So, I really thought Buddy Murphy was going to win this match. I didn't know. I was hoping beyond hope that Cedric Alexander was going to win because... Yeah. I love that guy, and I love yeah. him as champ, and I want him to see him be do the best that he possibly can. Yeah. But with the way that Buddy Murphy was just like juggernauting his way through, like he he hasn't lost. I think the only match he lost was against Mustafa Ali in the tournament, and he got yeah. that win back like a week or two pre- yeah. previously. So, yes. and just the fact that he was having these fantastic matches. And the fact that Cedric did have a title defense against Kalisto with the Greatest Royal Rumble meant yeah. that what this wasn't his first defense anymore. So it, it everything was building up to be just planting those seeds of doubt. Yeah. Like I wouldn't expect Cedric to lose the title in his first defense, but it wasn't his first defense anymore. He was in his hometown, which is always like you said, it's not a good sign. It's, yeah. it's kind of a bad sign. Like his parents are in the front row, and I'm like, yeah. oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. So, but yeah. You know what I love? My favorite, like, the match was my favorite thing. But yeah. I loved that his mom has like a homemade custom bootleg Cedric Alexander right. t shirt. <laughs> that is, that is the shit. I yeah. love that. That is. That's such a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, she does, she's not even wearing it. Does he even have an official shirt? He better at this point. I'm assuming everybody does. I I've never seen couldn't one. tell you what it looked like. Yeah. There you go. But his mom had uh, her own homemade Cedric yeah. shirt, and that, was, that made me happy. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Anyway. Uh, there's that. I, I don't want to talk about the match too much. I just got to say, this is up there with, like, a, a really good Ring of Honor world title match. That's mm-hmm. that's some that if you need any other reason to watch this match cuz I'm just going to put it right there. I don't believe any of you are watching 205. <laughs> like so many people don't watch 205. Yeah. And this match, you know, let's just say it right now, match of the month. Yes. TV match of the month. Yes. Is Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander for the Cruiserweight title. It's just it's I say this probably every match of the month, but this is why I keep watching. Yeah. Moments like this. Yep. I feel like I don't. I, we can't even talk about NXT now because where do you go after that? I mean, it's it's not even like I, there's one thing, uh, but yeah, of course, one of the other great reasons I keep watching. We mentioned it before already. Is a takeover is going to be awesome. Yep. I can't imagine it not being that. And we got a bonus at the end of uh, towards the end of that NXT episode is the TV debut of Chris Dijak, the yeah. artist formerly known as Donovan Dijak. Yeah. Who 
the first time I saw him, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be like a Chris Masters, you know, like, right. or whatever, because he's got the same kind of look yeah, and everything. And actually, I heard him on Art of Wrestling, and I like him even better after that. No. Because he's one of those guys that, like, he was kind of that guy. Like, he was like, man, I'm really good at sports, and I'm a good <laughs> basketball player. Right. I wasn't, okay, I'm not a great basketball player, but I'm big. Right. I got this, man. And he goes, if they'd assigned me when I was, like, new, I'd have been terrible. Right. <laughs> like, he's like, so he's one of those guys that understands, like, he's gone through the journey. He's become a great wrestler. Now he's an NXT. He's going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, he'd have to really fuck up big time because <laughs> he's got the, he's got the, the size and he's got the ability yeah uh, he's kind of a can't miss guy he's he's a blue chipper as uh, jr yeah. would say he, so he debuted against ricochet and, <laughs> yeah that's i funny. mean he you knew he was gonna lose yeah. but he was pulling off some good stuff before he lost so yeah it wasn't a squash he like he he made people hopefully remember like if you've yeah. never heard of him before kind of, kind of a smart thing like kind of what they've been doing with fabian Ackner, you know yeah. like it's like he's losing but like he's turning some heads yeah. and, and i think that's that's a good way to be on nxt yeah. they, they, they know how to book their it's shit like, over uh, there raul mendoza too i think a yeah bit. You know, maybe yeah, not he, quite as much but yeah not quite as much but he might do something yeah. you know he was on this month somewhere yeah. <laughs> he's been on a few times yeah and um i gotta say and it's it's the best announced team in the business, you know. Even though we hate all the three man booths on principle, yeah. but NXT's got the best booth. Uh, Two hundred five is really good too, by the way. Like, but well, yeah, it's almost the same as NXT at this point. Well, yeah, well, you got okay. Of course, Mauro Ronaldo is way better than Vic Joseph. Nothing he, again. Vic Joseph's fine. He's fine. It's it's like, uh, you know, and people pick on Shivani, mm. but Shivani was good in the day. Like yeah. like in the eighties and early nineties, Shivani was fine. So it's like. It's like JR versus Shivani in the yeah. old days. So yeah. it's like he 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 does his job. Yeah. He's 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 all right. But yeah, like you need Morrow to call a match like Dakota Kai and Shayna Baszler. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to watch it any other way unless like a JR was calling it because yeah. man, like just I mean, and all those guys involved, Nigel and Percy's really improving, but they, they and and the talents there in the ring obviously. Yeah. Dakota Kai is awesome. She's going to she's going to you know climb leaps and bounds yeah. right now she's got this interesting character where she's basically a af- deathly afraid of Shayna Baszler yeah. and she has to kick it once it goes people are going to really light up for her I like it kick it yeah thank kicks. you she does kicks yeah. yeah and uh yeah but I just love the call on this thing really yeah. the story was great all around yeah. it was in the ring it was out of the ring and it was uh, after the six man it was the most compelling last match they've had all month yeah, I think so. so. Yeah, the, the the story definitely drove it for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just I just, she caught some fire at the end, and you know, yeah. and then she got got. I mean, yeah. that's just the way it is, and that's the way Shayna's matches are going to go, and yeah. that's fine. And it made sense, and it, it, I don't know that it necessarily got Dakota Kai over whatever she's going through, but it was an interesting progression in whatever direction they choose to yes. take it. And of course, Nikki Cross shows up afterwards. She's, and... she's got the most bizarre guardian angel of all time. Yeah. And, you know, I usually hate that false count thing where it's like, yeah. okay, this isn't a real three count. But the fact that Nikki had her own match. Yeah, exactly. She yeah. booked the match. She got a referee. <laughs> she made she's, it happen. Yeah, she's insane. So it makes sense and it's fun. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, raise that belt. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's entertaining, man. Yeah. You that that's another reason i watch like that that's good comedy 
Yeah, like, I was upset. I was really upset, actually, when I saw that Sanity was getting pulled up to the main roster, but Nikki wasn't coming with them. I was not happy about that. Mm -hmm. But since they're going to be doing this, I think it's going to actually probably be good for Nikki Cross. Yeah. In the fact that she's going to be able to shine on her own. Not that she couldn't have done the same within the context of Sanity, because she was doing it, like you were saying, like... When Sanity showed up, you, you were saying you would be mo- the most afraid of Nikki Cross. Yes. Because she's just wild and just does whatever. Yeah, the the Nikki thing is panning out the way I hoped with, yeah. with the non-call-up. Yeah. And by the time that she's ready to go over, everybody's going to be ready for her. And I think, I think maybe she would have gotten jobbed a lot more if she had gone over Yeah, with them. So it'll, I think it'll be proven to be a good thing I down the road. Yeah. This is also going to be revenge against them not signing Daphne during uh, the time that WCW folded. Yeah, right. that, and uh, Mick Foley actually put her over the other week on, yeah, on social that. media. That was awesome of him yeah. to do that. Maybe think of that instantly. And, uh, yeah, that she, she will be seen as a trailblazer yeah. and an influence on people like Nikki Cross, and uh, I'm happy about that at least. And I think out of anyone right now in any of the women in NXT to dethrone Shayna Baszler, I think even if she doesn't do it, which I feel like Shayna's probably going to hold the title for a long time, Um, I think Nikki Cross has the most intrigue because I think we don't know what to expect at any given moment for her. And I think that she can throw Baszler off because she's a relative, well, she's a relative rookie as far as like WWE goes. She's been doing indie stuff for a while. Sure. But using, kind of talking about Ronda Rousey being a pro wrestling newbie, like Shayna Baszler may not know how to handle someone like Nikki Cross, so yeah. she could conceivably be defeated because of that. Yeah, and they did you notice that they dropped that bombshell that had not been really announced anywhere? The fact that they have all four of them now signed. Yeah, like yeah. what the what the hell, man? Yeah. Like you you, how are they not making a big deal about that? And I they're mean, using the the horse sounds at the beginning of Baszler's music now. Yeah, I guess so, they've been doing that for a while, a little bit now. But now that they have all four of them. They're using that, so it's, it's obviously that's not even a seed. That's just yeah. blatant. They're but, going. They're already planning that. But the fact that they ha- they talked about it in commentary, yeah. and there's not a segment for this. Yeah, I was like, I mean, maybe they're just maybe they're doing a look see on the other two. Yeah. Like maybe they're not yeah. sure about them yet, and they're not going there. So because if it busts, then you you know, look bad. Right. So that's my only theory that I have right now for that. But I just thought it was so odd they're like oh yeah by the way the other two are signed way to bury the lead guys (laughs) yeah it's i feel like you're right they're probably just wait and see yeah i guess so because i mean they can't all be a ronda rousey and i know because i was seeing some of baszler's stuff on the indie scenes you had a tour of stardom i didn't really like her in stardom um it was a different thing like she was in shimmer too and yeah i felt like when she was in stardom it felt to me like she didn't know quite how to handle herself against the other women, yeah. but in WWE, she's getting a lot more hands-on training and things like that. Yeah. So I think that's like literally around the clock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a, it's it's like double time hours. I would bet. Yeah. I bet they don't do eight-hour days. I they probably do yeah. at least twelve minimum. Yeah, just a guess, but yeah. All right. Before we get out, I do. Speaking of stardom, I do want to say I'm so behind on all of that stuff. But I have to say that I posted it on the Facebook recently that a certain female in stardom, name of Io Shirai, who I've mentioned on the show before, mm-hmm. has yeah. announced that her dates are ending in stardom. She has been signed, rumoredly, to WWE. Mm-hmm. I expect to see her in the May Young Classic. 
She is supposed to originally have come over when Kyrie Sane did. They were going to be the two that they were going to come over basically together. Yeah. But Yoshirai had some... It's a little unclear now. She took a break from stardom. The official word was a neck thing. Hmm. I don't know if that's true or not because yeah, I you're talking about Japan that, yeah. isn't as forthcoming with stuff like that as America. We know everything that happens. Sure, it yeah. eventually leaks at some point. But there's different things going on. But she's pretty much definitely going to be coming this time. And I love Kyrie Sane, but Io Shirai is a better wrestler than Kyrie Sane is. She's arguably wow. the best in the world and at the moment, and I am super excited. I think she might be better than Asuka, in my opinion. Wow. Like, she's super good. She is really, really good. That's a bold um, statement. Yeah. So I don't know someone like me that hasn't yeah. seen a stitch of her stuff. So. I don't expect the streak like Oscar <laughs> well, yeah, had because yeah, yeah, it's a different time. You can't yeah. have a streak when you have Nikki Cross and Shayna Baszler and and Kyrie Sane all in NXT right now. But uh, that's happening. Tony Storm is going to be at the UK thing. Jenny, who we talked about in our WrestleMania thing, is coming to the UK tournament. I don't know if they signed Jenny. Um, but I do know that Tony Storm just dropped the Stardom World Title. That's pretty telling. So I feel like Tony Storm is probably definitely coming. She might be in NXT. I've heard that she's signed too. Yeah, that that's just what I've heard. So I've heard Yoshirai and Tony Storm have been yeah. signed. And that's leading the rumor mills, yeah. but I'm, you know, how could you not? So we were just. Talking- I, I thought they were going to give Tony Storm two years. Yeah. But I guess it's like we probably should lock her up before right. she signs some sort of five year deal with yeah. somebody. Uh, that's important yeah. too. Tony Storm actually dropped the progress title to Jenny this last month as oh. well, so she's dropped both of her big titles. Ooh. So all right, so like the Zack Saber <laughs> title dropping tour we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, dropping it while you're hot. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, uh, if I may be so white. And only on the Wrestling House show, uh, when you actually, when you add up all the WWE television, yeah. not including Backlash, it's like 16 and a half hours. If you count Backlash, it's like 36 hours. But um, <laughs> 16 and a half free television hours, or sort of free, I pay, we pay for the network. Anyway, only on the Wrestling House show, what I'm getting at, Chris, yeah. is that only here can you wrap up 46 and two-thirds hours of uh, wrestling <laughs> and about two hours and change. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to get more of the Wrestling Math Show, you can go to cnjradio.com, the home of the Wrestling House Show and the family of CNJ Radio Network podcast, of course, Rock Strikes 10, hosted by Joey. Because I'm good at math. <laughs> <laughs> I was, that was a slight tribute to Scott Steiner in there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, the Synaptic, of course, hosted by Randy Brown. And The Last Theater on the left, hosted by me. And go do all those things. Go to the Facebook. Let us know if you're listening to the show and interact. Because I think we did a call out for people to, to, to respond more. I don't know that that's... I've gotten a few things here and there. Yeah. People. Yeah. The, I like the lady that contacted us about when our next uh, show was happening. Yeah, like, yeah. as far as like, 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 like we're actually, show. Like, like we're, we were actually promoters. Like we're an indie promotion. Yeah. So that was it, that was very disheartening. It, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're excited about the next show? Yeah, we're gonna have it coming out. Yeah. And like, anyway, she was. I. We are her, available for birthday parties right. though. If we could be <laughs> so indie wrestling, yeah, okay, wrestling right. house party. Yes. <laughs> but I did send her over to Chikara. Hopefully, so maybe uh-huh. they'll get one more person. Good on you, man. So, but yeah, go do all that. CNJRadio.com. 
Alright, we'll see you guys. And I promise the next time you hear from us, we will be talking about a retro supercard. Wow. Guaranteed. Bye. Four or five,